think about it, everything is polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on Uncensored tonight. Nice, clean little bandwidth. No one else is using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice, clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. The little attitude for all of you in white bread land. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? You out there? You listening? Indeed, that is the question. As always, happy Friday. Are you out there? Are you listening? God bless you all. Thanks for joining us here today. Uh, my bro Joe is on the road, probably listening to us right now, but he's uh, he's halfway down his way down to Florida, so uh, it'll just be me, but I have a special guest. I'll let you know about who that is in just a moment. It is Foxhole Friday, don't forget, so stand by for that. You're looking live at the Foxhole.app. That's right, the Foxhole.app. Do me a favor. Tell your friends, family, somebody, neighbor, anybody. Put it in your favorite social media. Say, hey, check out the Foxhole.app. Tell somebody about us, man. Help spread the word. That's how we're growing our family. That's how we're getting more people involved in what's going on in the activism that is involved in this channel is just top notch. People trying to inform you, trying to let you know what's going on to the best of their ability, and then bring different perspectives as well. That's the goal: is to bring as many perspectives to the to the uh, debate as uh, well. They'll allow. Actually, no, not what they'll allow. Whatever the hell I want to say, that's what we're gonna do. Damn right. Check out uh, uncensoredabe.com. That is the site right there you're looking at. Check it out. Uh, it is it is uh, trying to get updated every day, and I've had all kinds of problems with shit here and there because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But if you want a, a quick spot where you can find us, the podcast is up. Podbeam, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, iHeart. Pick a podcast. Just search Brothers Uncensored. You'll be able to find us. Previous show content is right there. You can always find that right there. It gets updated every day. If you want to join our newsletter once or twice a week, you'll get an email from us letting, know, letting you know what you missed last week, what might be coming up next week, and maybe some special offers coming too we'll see maybe some interesting stuff on that front as well foxhole twitch youtube hates us so we're so fuck actually we're on we're on youtube today yeah we're back on youtube today. we're gonna get the channel back up and getting it ready to go for these live streams that are upcoming as you guys know i'll be doing some security here upcoming for the events in dallas and others looking forward to that d live cloud hub tiger network as well uh check out cloud hub and tiger networks support those platforms they are also free speech platforms link trees are up right there that's where you can find us blogs for previous articles you can find all those right there in case you missed it couldn't grab it there in the show bam the top articles of the day right there scroll down a little bit more that's how you can help us keep the lights on cash app paypal patreon is the best way you can do it if you join our patreon and get access to our private discord at which point you can come hang out with us and you know see what we're cooking see if i'm fishing yet which i did do last night we'll talk about that in a moment uh for the store the store is up we have new uh, items uh, coming into the store now pretty soon here so check it out when you guys get time just click that link right there it'll bring you to the store show you all of our new logoed items as well as our hats and i want my news uncensored hat which i love these hats i love the design of them and we have lots more coming so stand by for that there you go there's your intro to the show i want to welcome my special friend and guest uh somebody who i consider to be one of the best streamers out there and i don't ever say that and i'm going to say it here right now one of the top streamers 
that you should be watching. If you if if I rub you the wrong way, if I if I'm just like man, I'm just I'm not interested in Abe today. I'm telling you right now, this man that is joining us here today is the guy that you want to come see with you. Craig, go ahead and unmute and let us know what's on your mind. Reasonable TV. Craig is on the house in the house with us today for Foxhole Friday. What's good, brother? Hey, hey, what's up, man? Thanks for that that very kind intro. I appreciate that. You're, you're really bringing the energy. I love it, man. Uh, so yeah, doing great. Thank you. Great to see everybody. Feeling good. And uh, I, like you said, you know, you want to bring every perspective as many as many as not to allow us, but as many as we can get, as many as we want to do. You know, bring even on the commies. Let's get them on here. We can talk to them. You know, come on, I'm, commies. I'm trying. They don't want to talk. You know, you know how they don't want to talk. I'm talk. trying. They just want to over. They just want to overshout me and, and bring false narratives and not allow. They want to believe their false narratives are are reality. They won't allow you to challenge the foundation of their narrative. And when you do, they just shout you and, and kind of freak out a little bit. If you guys missed yesterday, had a little bit of fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was freaking out. Uh, no, I mean, look, I'm trying to, I want this to be a place where people feel like they can come in, yell at me if they want, <laughs> I'll mm-hmm. give them time. I'll give them five minutes to sit here and scream and yell at me if they want, but then they're going to shut up and they're going to listen to the answer. I want to, I want to create that. I want to have the ability to uh, disagree, even emotionally disagree. I want, I want that. It's not easy to cultivate though, because well, I'm kind of a dick actually, <laughs> Dude, I can I can relate to all of that as well as being a dick, and uh, it is it's hard to get people. I mean, part of the the for a lack of a better term, communist ideology. You know, this whole leftism, this whole uh, paradigm where they believe the government and they believe that the, all of the fake news lies. Part of that is having your mind trained to avoid any kind of actual conversation, and the part of it, you know, they've been trained that when you see when you see the, when you see a, a guy who likes Trump. You automatically think Nazi, i.e., evil, i.e., uh, you shouldn't be talking to these people. They're so deplorable. That's what I said, deplorable. You know, they're so deplorable. They're so evil. You can't talk to them. It's beyond the pale to talk to these people. That, that's but, why politicians dehumanizing and, and, and yeah. the media dehumanizing us is effective. The funny thing is, is, is the dude's trying to wake me up. He's like, you don't understand it. There are people that are infiltrators in your movement. You don't understand it. There are people that are not. Gen- well, I'm like, you have no clue how, how bad we used to have to deal with trolls and infiltrators. We're well aware that there are people that are not genuine about the information that they're presenting. They're doing it for clickbait they're doing it for money and the funny thing is is they're trying to tell us that we're missing this this angle that the reality that 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 has been built by this nefarious q group is is actually a a nefarious plot against america and you 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 just don't understand it. it they're trying to tell us what we're trying to tell them the the narrative that is built around us is a narrative. You have no clue what's actually going on in the world. That's the foundation of what we're trying to explain to people is that nobody really knows what's happening in this world. If anybody has a 100%, I know that that this is happening right now. There's okay, there's there's some chances where you're like, okay, but I'm just saying like the, the real the real stuff that's happening uh that that is never brought into the narrative of the mainstream media and stuff. We might find out about it 2 years later. That's what that's what I'm trying to 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 let people know, you know what I'm saying? Dude, totally, totally. They always project, uh, as we're saying. They they say they're you're missing the narrative. You're missing the big picture here. Uh, well, they're I think they're projecting about that. But even so, 
uh, this, uh, you know, they're always going, oh, these Q people. There's this guy. I don't even want to say his name. There's, there's multiple guys. They just watch streams like this and they say they, they sit there and scoff and make no arguments and and uh, rake in $62,000 Patreon. Yeah. Uh, they, they call it thrifters too. Same thing. Always projecting. But oh, yeah. uh, this this whole all these Q people. They're so I don't even talk about Q anymore. You know, I think if you read the the post from whoever or whatever he was, there's a lot of very solid arguments and uh, evidence in there as to the crime of a lot of corrupt people. But I don't talk about Q anymore. I talk about the facts. I talk about uh, logic and the evidence that shows uh, who may have done what. I try and stick to just the facts and using logical arguments, and they just want to attack and deride. And yeah, like you said, the, it, there used to be, I don't know if there's less now, there's less uh, trolls and infiltrators now than there were then, or if we've been trained, because I think a lot, a lot of what happened over the last few years was intended to train people like us. You know, you can call them digital soldiers, you can call them spiritual uh, warriors, whatever you want to call them. And when I say soldier, of course, I mean in a, a peaceful sense, in a spiritual sense, it's war. But uh, we've been trained to become very discerning about the arguments. And, and are we perfect? No, but we've gotten so much better not getting thrown off track because that's been the mainstream media's trick and their trick over and over again. Just throw them off track, you know, get them, get them agitated about gay marriage or abortion or something else so they don't see what's really going on here. And we don't get thrown off track like we used to. We don't get divided like we used to. So... I don't know if there's less of them or if we're just easy. We say, oh, obvious troll. Okay, it, your your powers are no good here. Because once you start to see their tricks, they stop working. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's that's a big part of it. It's funny to watch them, though, because they're yeah. so convinced that their reality is 100% uh, what's, you know, we're all these cultists and we're dangerous people and all of this stuff. They're actually uh, creating a, a narrative of fear around people who just want to talk about things in a different manner and not and not be uh, put into a box of of what you believe is real and what is not it's it's very odd it's 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 the lack of self-awareness from the left is so obvious from from anybody who watches them it's funny to watch how clueless they are on that front i want to give a shout out to everyone over there in youtube i i forgot i had the stream from youtube so last night dude check this shit out i'm like i'm sitting around and i'm like i'm looking at all my gear because i have all my mobile gear for when i get ready to go do these events so i can stream them live and i'm like man i really want to just go test it and it's a beautiful night the the wind shifted from the to the, from the south and it was just, it was beautiful out there. I'm like, you know what? I'm going out. So I go get all my stuff set up. I get out five, 15 minutes into the stream. My phone uh, crashes the crashes. So I lost everything. And I decided to just go out and f- go out fishing and t- throw a line in all the way around the lake. Didn't catch anything, but it was a beautiful night. Came back. And uh, so I, <laughs> that's, that's why you guys saw me go live at like 2.30 in the morning. Because I was just sitting there looking at it all. I was actually playing with it all for like an hour to get it all to, to connect. To connect. And for some reason, the the GoPro would not connect to my phone. And it's anyways, by the time I got done with it, I was so irritated. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to test it now. So those of you that saw that, that's what you were. That's the summary of what you saw this morning. <laughs> Dude, I love to mess. I mean, one of the most fun things about doing is messing around with gear. And I know the frustration when something won't work right. 
and uh, you just get it done, and then it's like, okay, I'm gonna try this out no matter what. So that's funny. Yeah, I just I couldn't I couldn't convince myself to just put it all down. Now that I finally got it all to connect right, so I just like you know what, screw it. I'm gonna go for a walk. It was a beautiful night. Decided to go out, yeah. and it ended up being kind of warm. And I had I put jeans on because I was going through the weeds and shit, and I didn't want to worry about all that. <laughs> I got back, I'm sweating my ass off, and but it was fun. So you guys are gonna <laughs> see more of that. I'm gonna do some more fishing this weekend. So uh, stand by. You guys will be able to check that out and do some more mobile test streams. What actually happened? is my new iPhone locks in like three seconds so it everything locked in it shut all the background apps down it drives me freaking nuts that's the worst thing oh, about yeah. iPhone is it shuts down all the background apps yeah oh yeah that is so true yeah and uh you know getting this time of year I know you're on central time I don't know where in central time you live but I know anywhere in central time you're gonna get some some swampy summer nights yeah because I live in the west now and I live in central time for a long time even farther north and uh, yeah I'm up in, I'm up in Wisconsin and it's it was I oh, mean okay. it was th- this week has been the first week where we've had steady over in 70 so I mean it's been it's been just brutal uh fall here spring here uh the yeah. highest the highest you have normally been around 53 rainy crappy you know no sun so yeah it was not, I was looking forward to getting out in some some little nice weather last night awesome glad you got to a- Amy Joe and my sister are are, are constantly poking me Cause they've been out fishing already, like three or four times. They got eight fish and I got none, so they're just they're just constantly poking and prodding me, rubbing it in. What do you get up there? Do you get bass or do you get other stuff? You know what i I've I don't know shit about this area. Oh, okay. <laughs> if I was back home, like in Illinois, I, I'm telling you, I'd be out. Oh, I'd, I'd get five or I six. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I'm from Illinois yeah. too originally. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. I don't think we have. Yeah, I don't know. I, I well, we moved there when I was like 13 to Naperville. Oh, okay. My my wife uh, grew up in Aurora for most of her life. Yeah, we went so, to high school at yeah. uh, at Wabonzi Valley in Aurora. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, I knew some I knew some people from from Wabonzi Valley. That's funny. Yeah, I, I grew up in Elgin, went to Elgin High. Yeah, so. there were there was a time where uh, the the Neverville Riverwalk was uh, was uh, my family owned and operated. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's a small world, but uh, yeah, Illinois. I mean, it's one of the most. And I'm guessing this is probably one of the reasons you left. I mean, I don't know, but it's it's you look at all these financial state of the state things, you know, truth and accounting Institute. And you'll always see, you just, you want to find about find Illinois, just scroll to the bottom of the list as fast as you can. And then it's always right there, you know, $50,000 yeah. in, in debt for taxpayer, unfunded pensions, unfunded uh, government employee medicine. It's insane. The tax burden there. And you yeah. have, you have high property tax, high income tax and high sales tax. It's the combo of all three. It's terrible. It's ridiculously expensive totally to try ridiculous. to live there. And we, you know, we, yeah. we, um, I tried to raise a family on a single income there, which was not easy. I wanted my wife home with my kids. I did not want someone mm-hmm. else raising our kids. And that, that was not easy. It was very tough the whole time. We constantly needed families help. They were always like, what in the hell? But it was brutal. And uh, yeah, so yeah, dude, it, basically, I mean, we're, we're saving like 35% on our, on our overall cost of living by just moving, you know, four, three and a half hours north. And it's I, it, the people up here are way better. Everything about uh, the roads actually are, are roads, not a f- pothole filled crap that <laughs> never gets fixed. You know what I'm saying? Or, or gets fixed every oh, yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Where I live now, people, people say the roads where I live are bad. And it's like, I haven't even noticed like every so often you'll see a pothole here or there. And it's like Chicago, you go and you have to be careful that you don't just destroy your car by not paying attention to the, the hundreds of potholes you'll see. So, so many people yeah. have had ended up with flat tires and busted out struts because of these crappy roads. And, it, you know, it's, it's a big money laundering scheme. And, and all it does is they, they pull money from the government into, you know, the coffers of, uh, of, of yeah. politicians and, and aldermen, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. My, 
well, I don't want to say who it is, but I know someone who worked for uh, worked somewhere ancillary to building roads in Chicago. And he said they make these contracts, like you said, it's a money laundering thing. They make these contracts for, oh, this road's going to last this many years. And they don't build it to spec. They don't build it to last as long as it's supposed to because they're just going to get the same contract to do it again when they're tearing up the same road nine years later, whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so it's in. If you think it's corrupt where you are, I mean, it's almost third world country corrupt in Illinois. It's, it's that in New Jersey are always at the very bottom. It's like uh, mob-esque, truly mob-esque in terms of the way they run things there. There's no doubt that the Sicilian mafia um, owns SEIU, owns most of the teachers unions, owns most of the aldermen. It's it's bad. It's real bad. And I fought it. And and you, you, you will learn what happens when you mess with the wrong people. And I just got sick and tired of it. I'm just like, you know yep. what? I, I have a Fourth Amendment right whether you want to give it to me or not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I got to move out of this state and still fight the, the fight of trying to spread truth and, and activism from a common sense constitutionalist point of view, you're not going to stop me. I, it's, just, it's just ridiculous, man. Oh, yeah. It really, I mean, yeah, just like you said, you, if you try and fight some of the stuff, especially before you had, uh, there was this movement to expose corruption on a grand scale, you were very much alone. And when you tried to get to the bottom of these things, these even at the municipality level, you would you would get a lot of resistance. You'd be uh, you'd realize how truly corrupt it was and how you were basically out of luck in terms of trying to solve it because it's the way things are done and you can't do it. So it's going to have to take a, a big movement like I think is that the it's still a somewhat in the early stages now, but we're, we're starting to gain some real momentum here. It is p- part of um, what's been interesting and part of your background that I wanted. Well, first of all, before I get into some crypto, I want to I want to pick your brain on some crypto. But before I do that, I have not had a chance to watch your show, dude. I, I think I've watched probably 15 minutes. No offense. Not because I don't oh, want to. No, no offense taken. The same yeah, thing with me. It's yeah, just same brutal. Thing. It's just you never have the freaking time to do it. And, and, and uh-huh. I always want to. I, you're always somebody I always want to watch. What have oh, you been doing? Yeah. What have you been doing for the last, you know, few months since the last time we talked? What kind of you've been doing interviews? What how are you approaching your show maybe a little bit differently than we were sure. the, the last time we talked? Yeah, yeah. Uh that's an interesting question. Because the last time we talked, I think was uh at an undisclosed location somewhere in the east on a date I won't mention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh <laughs> Yeah, so um so yeah, basically, you know, we were talking about Q along the, earlier in the show. And uh, really, not too much has changed. I just try and focus on because, you know, Q hasn't they, people say, oh, it's this cult. Q hasn't posted since I think it's December of 2020. And uh, nothing's really changed for me. I, I just look for the news and I try and report on information that I find to be potentially useful for this grand mission that I think everyone here watching probably shares of trying to help wake as many people up as possible to see that this criminal cabal has been running our lives. It's a failed and corrupt system and it's not meant for you. It's for them. So uh, public awakening is what stops that. So I'm just, you know, I'm streaming, I'm streaming almost every, well, yeah, every day between other shows I do. And I just try and bring, because people are interested in the news with good reason. So I just try and bring a perspective that is uh, useful to seeing the, seeing the information that we can share with people that will wake them up eventually. I mean, it's slowly but surely people learn through repeated spaced repetition. So um, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. For example, someone asked the other day, they asked, is the, are, is anything, is this doing anything? What we're doing here? We're trying this information we're trying to share. And I, I looked up two polls. I looked up polls. I, I thought, yeah, it's a good question. Let's see if we can find some tangible information. And I'm trying to pull it up here, but I don't have the, I don't know if I have the information handy, but basically there's a significant, 
a significant increase from the from the low 40%. Uh, yeah, here we go. Okay, so this I got it right here. This is Rasmussen, February 10th through 11th. Did Joe Biden win the 2020 presidential election fairly? Uh, only 34% said no back in February. So that means 57% means, or we're not sure, but 57% think he won it fairly. So only about a third of the nation thought it was not fair. Whereas if we look at uh, a more recent poll from April, we can see that, and it's not the same exact question, but it asks the same exact thing. How likely is it that cheating affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential election? Now, 51% of people think it's somewhat or very likely. So uh, people are starting to see, and, and you know, it, it was pretty obvious if you were really looking early in this election cycle, early to what happened, you know, they stopped the vote counts for the first time in, in, in 20 years since the Bush election. And that was in one county, in Broward County, Florida, one county with the hanging heads, they stopped it. Now this time, they stop at six states all at once. Oh, we're done. We're done. We're done voting. And then, they, and then you know, you see in some videos, they pull out the boxes of ballots from under tables. So if you were looking, you could have seen it back then. But now more and more evidence keeps coming out. It's so obvious. And uh, so I'm just here to do whatever I can to uh, bring that message out to the people that look, this is this is a corrupt system. It's always been a scam. It's a scam now. He's a fake president. I mean, he might really be in power. I don't know. But uh, this is it's not what the, it's not what we think it is. So that's what I've been doing. Long short story long. No, it's it's really good, man. I, I do the same kind of thing. I I, I bring a yeah. news unlocks to to what I do, and I, I don't necessarily um you know every single time I do that uh you know read a Q post and show why it's relevant. But at sometimes I do. I do a media matters uh, Q post one on one reading. Um, this is how it's oh, done. Nice. So I'll do yeah. that every now and then to, to show people why it's interesting and why this was interesting three years ago, stuff like that. But for the most part, I'm with you. I, I you know, there is a lot that's happening. There's a lot that's happening. It just doesn't get talked about. People come to us to try to find those things that needs to be highlighted. It's not easy to do it. There's a lot of good competition out there now. People are doing a really good job at, at understanding, you know, what's important and why. Um, and but that's what's good too, because now more people are sharing the what's important and why's, and we are moving the needle. You know, polls. I'm with you, Chad. Polls are garbage, but polls are a good kind of bellwether. If you watch, kind of in, if you don't use them to say, "Are you going to vote for this politician?" People don't say the, who they're going to vote for. But if you ask them a simple question, most people will answer it fairly. You know how they actually feel. So as a bellwether, as kind of getting an idea of where the needle's moving, you can use those things for that. And it is a very good reference to show, yes, we are being effective. You know what other ways of showing how we're being effective? Um, the House is doing a pretty damn good job. Uh, the, the, the Republicans in the House are doing a pretty good job at trying to block radical legislation. The Senate is doing a great job at blocking radical left legislation. Yeah. Local uh, local legislatures are doing a great job at trying to get to the bottom of these audits. Several states now, legislatures very involved, passing legislation here in Wisconsin and other places, trying to get to the bottom of it. Those needles are clearly moving. Clearly, President Trump got the most votes he's ever gotten. Probably the most president. In fact, the most votes any president has ever gotten. Legitimate votes. Um, and, and so all of those things are very good, tangible evidence of, of what the positive is coming out of all this. Spain is a positive. Germany is a positive. Uh, Le, Le Pen is looking good in France. That's a positive. Boris has been doing as good as he can on a, on a scale that's, 
that's definitely moved to the left, but he's doing as good as he can. There are money places all around the world, South America, Asia, that where people are changing their kind of way that they look at things. That's Those are tangible, effective ways of talking about how maybe not me or you or just one person or our channels, but the information is getting out there. People are, aren't looking to the mainstream media to get it, and it's still being disseminated. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't need to be any, any, uh, any, uh, outlet like this or my channel or any other channel. This is uh, a totally decentralized news network. Like it's never been before. It's uh, peer to peer information. You don't need a uh, central authority. You don't need a middleman to get information out. And so that's why, that's why we've heard the idea, which I think is true that you are the news now because people now can share memes with their friends. They can post on their personal Facebooks. You can get in a conversation with your friends that you already have an in with it or already in your network. So, uh, and they can't stop that. They can't stop sending an email, at least not yet. They can't, can't stop sending a text. They can't stop you messaging your friends on Instagram and showing them funny memes that are too difficult to ignore because a meme can really tell a story like nothing else can generally. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. It is. And, um, one of the things that you've been doing, uh, more recently is, uh, joining Red Pill on Sundays and, uh, during, during the week as well. Right. I think during the week as well, or just on Sunday. On yeah. Monday or Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Yeah. Yes. Um, and when uh, when methods, we, you know, methods and I were going at it for a while, doing as many shows as we possibly could, just trying, you know, especially right after Fox, we were just everybody was just trying to get as much content produced during that time to bring the attention to the channels and all that stuff. I, I could see that I could kind of sense that that methods might take a step back. And when I thought about it, one one name came to mind that who I thought that Red Pill should go with, man. And it was clear that you would have been a perfect sidekick for him on this on this wow, on thanks, this uh, on this <laughs> endeavor. Tell us how that's been like, man. Tell us a little bit about uh, the show with Red Pill and what that's been like. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been fun. Red Pill is, uh, you know, he's very he's very thorough in, in knowing the details about the stories he reports on. So uh, between his ability to really understand the the details of how things fit together, um, and uh, and I, you know, I try and look at things from uh, as big of a picture is possible. I, I enjoy talking to him. I enjoy talking to the people that, that are, are there. So yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad to be working with them. So thank you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So when you guys get time, check those out Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Yeah. Tuesdays, Thursdays at 1 PM Eastern time and Sundays at 7 PM Eastern time. I have to do the calculation. I had some on Pacific time. And then what's your, what's your normal social show schedule for those that don't know? It's uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time for the regular Reasonable TV News. I just do a rundown of the news uh, and what happened today, as well as Fridays. Tonight, actually, at 9 p.m. Eastern time with Brad Collagero Gatz of the Where We Go One channel. And we do a show every Friday where we talk about what's going on, and then we take a bunch of calls. So if you want to call in there, we'll be there. And then Saturday mornings at 1230 Eastern time. It's 930 Pacific time for me, and uh, where we talk about all kinds of stuff, free form news and uh, a little bit of bitcoin talk and some weird stories and also we talk about birds for the last 15 or 20 minutes you know if you like to watch birds so a lot of people like to, there's a shocking amount of patriots who are into birds <laughs> besides me yeah. I, I i love it i there's we have uh bald eagle that's not far from here that that's oh, cool. uh, right out back and he's always up there cruising around we have these massive hawks up here Oh, uh, I bet. It, so I we get to watch them kind of migrate around, but there's that that bald eagle is just his nest is in the big tree right across the way, man. So he's wow. always over here hanging out. So I love it, dude. That is awesome, man. Do you have a pair of binoculars? You can really take a look at him. Yes, yes, oh, I do. Nice. I definitely, that I definitely zoom in on him as much as I can. 
Uh, Texas Bear Joe's good to go. Joe's over in uh, on his way to uh, to Nashville. He should be there in about an hour or so. So Joe's good to go. Nice. Pre- appreciate awesome. your concern, Texas Bear. So Fantastic. I had uh, Beatles on, Crypto Beatles on a couple times uh-huh. uh, as mm-hmm. a uh, like we were talking about pre-show as a uh, intro to crypto for me and and people that were interested is just kind of a hey you know if you if you want to get interested here's how you can do it. So I did. I got involved in uh, you know some of the listeners' donations. I just put straight into Digibyte and um, I have some uh, XLR and uh, what else? I played with Doge for a week. Rent <laughs> on the week could have been great. That <laughs> wasn't. Uh, let's see. What was the other one? I'm trying to remember. Um, XRP. XRP. I got a little bit of XRP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the news this week was pretty hot and heavy about Musk and all this stuff. And then Musk comes out and says, hey, I didn't. I, hold on a second here. We, I never said we were going to be selling or not taking Bitcoin. Where did this come from? So uh, there's there was all of that. Then there was the, the big time talk about new regulation and over $10,000 in profits moving forward. The first question I want to ask you is for people that may may have been involved in crypto before this year. So maybe you have profits and they're and they're over 10,000 in profits from before this year and you didn't report them to the IRS. Now, I'm not giving asking you for financial advice. This is only just just in general thought process of how you would approach this if you were in this situation. What would you tell people to do or what would you do in a situation like that now that these new regulations are coming down? And is there is there IRS issues from the past? Well, uh, I, I'm a CPA, so I, I've done specialized in taxes for uh, I mean, I don't do taxes. I still don't specialize in them anymore, but I specialized in them for about 10 years. And uh, I can tell you the, the law says and the IRS will tell you, and this is the facts that any income you have, you have to report. Uh, so I would recommend if you have income, which income would be in the case of this, not if you have something that went up in value, but if you had something that went up in value and then you sold it or traded it for something else. So if you had some BTC that you then traded for uh, whatever, XRP or something else, then that was a taxable event. And if you have income from prior years, the best advice I can tell you is talk to a CPA that will make you sleep better at night. They'll tell you the real ins and outs of what to do. So uh, yeah, talk to a CPA would be the move to do in that case. Uh, otherwise, if you have income, that you uh, are are wondering what to do, report income. You'll sleep better at night if you have income. And if you don't know how to do it, talk to a CPA. Again, it's going to cost you a little bit of money, but in terms of how to, if you might save some money too, because they'll give you generally the most tax advantageous way to do it. So that's my that's my that I, that is that is tax advice. I am a tax professional, or at least I you know I'm still has the designation of one. And uh, so that's one of the only pieces of advice I'll give here. Uh, uh, sorry. No, I appreciate that. I mean, it it needs to be talked about. And I think there are too many people taking unnecessary risks when it's not. Mm -hmm. There are ways that you can handle this issue. And I I don't think I think just turning a blind eye to it is a bad idea. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I I mean, we'd all love to we'd all love to pay less in taxes. And uh, is there a a chance you'd probably get away with it? Uh, There might be. But uh, to save it, (laughs) I I lose too much sleep, you know, so I just I just pay it, you know, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. That's what Jesus said. You, so, you can take that a variety of ways. What do you make of the move to, to to in the discussion about regulation? In my opinion, it's only becoming more and more of a viable future uh, commodity. Or I don't know if I want to call it commodity, but it, it, you know, a viable future investment or or a widget. I'll just call it a widget. How's that sound? Uh, because. 
Number sure. one, there's a lot of institutional investors that are putting money into Bitcoin and other stuff behind the scenes while while not really telling everybody what they're doing, but you can see that happening. And then number two, now you're talking about the regulation of it, which means they there's probably a move to make it more of, of an official currency of some kind. So what do you make of this of this discussion this week about future regulation? Okay, so let's see. Um, you know, future regulation. Uh, I'll give you a bit of background from what I recall, because what's happening right now in 2021 is very similar to 40 years ago in 2017 and 2018 around that. And uh, I was I was watching this closely. My first videos were about Bitcoin. I bought my first Bitcoins around $600. I since have sold them way before they went up to 60000 though. So <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have any more BTC. I do have a lot of Bitcoin SV, which I believe is the real Bitcoin. We can talk about that later or not. But um, as far as the regulation goes, yeah, they were talking about a lot of regulation back then, and I don't know what's going to come of it. I don't think, however, that they are going to let this parallel system, if it were good, if it were really good for the people, I don't think the powers would be would let this just go on. I mean, we know that MSNBC, uh, Bloomberg, these are all generally fake news. Uh, but when they report on stories, like I, I just did a quick Google news search for, for Bitcoin. And one of the stories is this 25-year-old says he's a millionaire after investing early in either Bitcoin and Ether and Bitcoin. So they kind of pumped this stuff up in the news, which makes me a little bit skeptical of all of it. And uh, I'm in an, I, I've invested in Bitcoin SV. It's the, I might have some other little bits of other things from previous times, but that's my main investment in uh, so-called crypto, just Bitcoin SV. That's it. And uh, so the fake news brings up all these things. So why do we trust them? They say, oh, look at this. Bitcoin's going way up. It could be a new paradigm. Said the same thing last time in 2017, and then it all crashes down. And, and it's above where it was when it crashed, or even at the peak of 2017. So uh, I don't know what the case is. It, obviously not financial advice, but I will say, and we can get into this or, or not if you want to, but uh, Bitcoin SV, and I don't, and let me actually, let me back up a little bit and say, uh, I don't, I don't care if anybody invests in this. I'm not pumping. I'm not trying to bring this up because they need people to pump the price. I'm bringing it up because I think it's very interesting. The whole Bitcoin saga is so analogous. There's so much deep state ties. There is so, so much uh, of an analogy to what's happened in the fake news and in the global political scene generally. So um, Bitcoin SV, it gets, it gets censored everywhere and, and people, people hate it. They call it toxic. They remove it from exchange for making it toxic. And uh, they, they, uh, they say the guy who, who's behind it, or who is, I think, is Satoshi Craig, right? They call him a fraud. They call him, uh, they call him a bad guy for, for no good reason, I don't think. And he's, uh, he, hates, he hates child trafficking. He was appalled when Bitcoin is used for that. And he's just uh, seems like a very logical guy. So it's a whole rabbit hole. I don't know how much you want to get into it. But as far as regulation goes, you know, I've heard, we've heard it all before. If they let him do it, okay. I don't, I don't trust any of these people involved. I, don't, I mean, I'm not saying Elon's a bad guy. But I don't trust the SEC necessarily. I mean, I think there's probably a lot of great people there. I don't trust uh, the financial regulators necessarily. I don't trust the banks. There's a lot of, you know, why are all of a sudden these fake news people who have a bunch of ties to Wall Street? Why are they all, all of a sudden interested in Bitcoin? Why are they all of a sudden wanting to do deals? In Bitcoin? Why are the institutions involved in this when we know that they need the previous financial uh, system to suck money off the top? Why are they interested? Is it because they've been infiltrated and they've taken away what Bitcoin used to do, i.e. being digital peer-to-peer -peer cash without a middleman? All of their solutions involve doing things off chain, which just adds middlemen back into this back into the equation. So uh, I don't trust them. I don't trust anything that's going on in this space except for what what I think is the original vision of Bitcoin. And I don't know what's going to happen with regulation, but that's sorry that was a rant all over the place. But those no, are no, no, no. It's I, I 
you can pick a lot of what, what you say, but if you listen carefully, so I appreciate it. Um, oh, it it it's really interesting because the way that China has treated crypto up until mm-hmm. now has been to use it for criminal activity in the black market. And so when they talk about regulation, they're not talking about regulating the criminal black market. They're talking about regulating common investors like you and I who just want to get involved. It's almost like they're trying to, hey, get out of our get out of our money pit here. Yeah, that's yeah, you know? exactly. Uh-huh. Because, uh, you know, you see, you think these this would be bad for companies like Visa and MasterCard, but you trace the money back in all these crypto companies and you'll find it goes back to, to MasterCard and people affiliated with it. So wouldn't that be bad if this is a, a source that allows for cheap peer-to-peer cash throughout the world or if they found a way to infiltrate it? That's very interesting. So there's... There's there's more there. That was kind of a softball that I have to I have to pry into more. Oh yeah, if, go for it, please. When you say that there's 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 kind of ties to kind of the deep state power structure, this is what's always very interesting about this. Because when I watch Jamie Dimon get interviewed on on Bloomberg at three a.m., I love watching him because he's such a clown, dude. He's lying through his teeth. He's just trying to push the market to help himself and his investments. And everyone's, like, wow, did you hear what Jamie Dimon said today? You know, I'm, and it's just like I'm sitting back laughing. Like they they allow these people, well, partially because they can manipulate the market, but but also they allow them to, to address to, to fix the narrative. When it comes to Bitcoin, the similar kind of thing is happening. All of these big names are involved in Bitcoin. They've been using it for money laundering all around the world and, and secret activities, secret wars, all kinds of stuff. But talk a little bit about the that side of it, the, the, the deep state ties to the kind of the money laundering aspect of it. Expand a little more on, on that and those ties that you hinted on. Sure, yeah. Um, as far as the money laundering goes, I don't have uh, – uh, I mean, well, basically, I'll tell you this. So – Bitcoin is, if you look at the title of the white paper, you can see it right there. It's digital peer-to-peer cash. And it defines a Bitcoin as an unbroken string of digital signatures, i.e. Abe has uh, a Bitcoin, let's say, and he wants to pay me a quarter of a Bitcoin for something, some some work I did for him. So uh, I mowed his lawn. So he's going to pay me a quarter of a Bitcoin. And he signs off. Abe says, I'm giving this to Craig. And so that comes to me, and then I sign off and give it to someone. Uh, I buy some groceries, and then I sign off on my, say, another tenth of a Bitcoin. And so every Bitcoin can always be traced back. Every bit of Bitcoin, every Satoshi, one one hundred millionth of a Bitcoin, I think it is, can always be traced back to the, uh, it's just an unbroken chain of signatures. So what they've done and what they did back in 20, well, this is a little bit of Bitcoin history. So Bitcoin, when a white paper came out in about 2009 or 2010, it started mining, I think, early, early in 2010 and or 11. I may have the dates off by year, but it came out and it was mined by all, you know, these internet, internet people. It was very underground and it all worked just fine because there wasn't a lot of people using it and it wasn't very popular. So it just worked fine. And, and there was no worries about if we could make this big enough for people to use. But it started to get bigger and bigger. And around 2016 or 2017, they had reached the cap they put on there for uh, the number of transactions in a block. A block is basically a chunk of transactions that is written to the blockchain every 10 minutes. And so they put they had a cap on that uh, early on because there was uh, basically for logistical sake, but it was eventually intended to be removed. And so 
there was this big debate at the time. Do we raise this block from one megabyte? You know, one megabyte, it used to be on a floppy disk is about a megabyte. If anybody remembers little floppy disks yeah. from uh, 20 years ago. And, uh, and that's about, that's how much data it is. You know, a CD holds it's probably 600 megabytes and a DVD, I think holds four gigs. And, uh, you know, you're, I bought a, a terabyte solid state drive for like a hundred bucks recently. So it's, that's a, what's a terabyte, a million a million megabytes. So space has gotten very cheap. The bandwidth's gotten very cheap since Bitcoin was invented even. And so you can see the folly of keeping this at one megabyte generally. I mean, that's uh, not really an argument, but it doesn't make any sense. And I'll prove to you that it's not, it's total nonsense in a minute. Um, but so around 2016, 2017, there was this debate among people who said, uh, we got to raise this. We have to make it so we can, because there you you get bottlenecks in the system and then you have to pay more fees because the miners will take the higher fee transactions to make it go. So around 2016, 2017, you had this debate and a lot of people said, no, no, it's crazy. It'll, you'll, make it, you'll make it too insecure. People won't be able to run. They say, you can't run your own node. And uh, in the white paper, a node is synonymous with a miner, but they they created this meme that a node is a uh, someone that watches. It's like a watcher. It's like you're downloading the whole blockchain, and uh, it's it's very it's equivalent to security at a bank vault. Guys with guns and and flak jackets watching and guarding versus someone with a security camera 100 miles away. Uh, and that's what a, a non-mining node is. That's watching. And so people will say, oh, you can't you can't download a whole node. And uh, Bitcoin is always meant to be kept secure by the miners. It's the people that run the transactions. Because the break, part of the breakthrough in Bitcoin was that it creates this incentive for miners to be very honest and uh, to keep mining the system instead of being corrupt. Uh, and so there was this whole idea that, oh, no, you have to keep it small for the little guy because it'll get rid of the little guy. But it, it turned so there was at the time there was a debate and a lot of the miners said, OK, well, we'll go one way and you go the other. And so the ones that split off went to that's how Bitcoin cash was created. That was on April 1st, twenty. Uh, 17, I think. Yeah, 2017. And so then Bitcoin split in two to Bitcoin BTC and Bitcoin Cash. And then this kept, uh, there was another debate about changing the incentives of the system in November of 2019 in Bitcoin Cash, who also, you know, everyone wanted to keep raising the size of the blocks. But uh, so then that breaks off to Bitcoin SV in 2019. And I'm getting back to money laundering here. But basically, when you have when you make that block size small, you make it so not as many people can do a transaction on Bitcoin. So conveniently, of course, uh, they have they have these off-chain solutions, like you may have heard of the Lightning Network or all these other cryptocurrencies or exchanges like Binance, where you can put a Bitcoin in there and you can trade it for all these other coins, some of which may or may not be on-chain with any kind of uh, any kind of accountability or not. And then once you've got it on one of these uh, privacy coins or in this exchange, then you can get money in and out of there really easily into different coins that's off the grid. And uh, that is how you can have easy money laundering. Whereas if you have things on chain, you have a uh, an unbroken chain of digital signatures that if someone steals from you or defrauds you, or there's a question of something, you can always go back and say, okay, well, let's see, you've got this. It's basically, uh, people might say, oh, this is on the grid. Maybe it's bad. I don't know. But uh, when you have things off chain, when you have this ability to keep things totally in the dark, as opposed to the light, you really create an opportunity for money laundering. And that's what they've done. And you go back and see on uh, Russ Albrecht. Is there Ross Albrecht? He is yeah. a guy who ran the Silk Road. Have you heard of this? Yeah. 
Yeah, Silk Road. And they were, they were, you know, they were selling, okay, fine. You want to buy some, some pot on the internet? Fine. Nobody cares. But uh, people were buying much, much more nefarious things that did have victims on there. And uh, they, those people that used Bitcoin on chain, they could be tracked down and those who didn't, couldn't. But uh, so it is, or at least not yet. There might be some way to do it. I'm not sure. But so people might say, oh, that's bad. You know, we don't, we want uncensorable. We, we want not uncensorable because you can't censor Bitcoin SV, but uh, you can, uh, untraceable people say they would want. So maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. But uh, it's, it is the fact that when you don't have that chain of custody, that unbroken chain, you have an ability to money launder. So that is, I think, one of the reasons why they wanted to do it this way, why, why there was, and as far as infiltration goes, uh, you know, I don't have, I don't have anything handy in terms of showing the infiltration of this. And maybe I can find something well, here. You mentioned but. about, you know, uh, MasterCard and kind of uh, the, the big corporate investors that are that are heavily involved. You know, that that's pretty interesting to hear. I, I wasn't aware that, uh, you know, some of these guys were involved as well, you know. Yeah, I'll give you a good source because I don't have I can't find the graphic right here that really breaks it down. And uh, but I, I've seen in this guy's really good look up on CoinGeek, like Bitcoin Geek, G-E-E-K. Kurt Wookert Jr. W U K E R T. He does. He has some fantastic breakdowns of this stuff, and uh, it is just uh, when you. I mean, you. I can tell you right off the top of my head. I do know that BTC and the there's this group called the uh, the core developers of BTC, and when you follow the money there and the company that invested in them called Blockstream or paid them massive. I think they got seventy million dollars in investment. You can find investments from uh, AXA, which is a huge insurance company, ties back to Bilderberg. So it it's really uh, it's it's kind of a strange situation. And if you look into if you look into just the logic of all this, I mean, this is we were talking before the show about how this is such a there's, like, there's so much to learn about it. If you look into the logic and really do a deep dive, you will find that there's just so much crazy stuff happening. I think this ties back to. Uh, a certain plan maybe in some way I, I couldn't say for sure but but uh it is it's very it's very very much a lot to learn about it and i think there's some nefarious ties if you go back and really dig on it if i had to force you to say to predict the future of of uh oh, not necessarily bitcoin <laughs> yeah because i know you would rather not but if i had to say listen what's the future of crypto do you believe that there's viability in the future for crypto and you had to say yes or no what would you say uh i mean how how insane sounding of an answer do you want because <laughs> i can give you a really really answer that will sound totally insane but i'm i think it's true that's what i want to hear tell me what you okay got. great okay okay so basically bitcoin is a is and, and of course none of this is investment advice and uh, i could just be like really uh, e- eating eating a lot of mess here and, and thinking this makes more sense than it does so too don't, many crayons uh, i think you've been you've been eating yeah. too many crayons lately and and not enough hot pockets so we just take this for what it's worth guys exactly thank you yeah so basically bitcoin is a it's a ledger at its core you know it shows how much people have it shows the the chain of custody of every coin and it allows for no middlemen so it allows for uh what's on a ledger which is data it's all just, you know, this person has this. And so you can add data into that as well. You can add information. And Bitcoin, as I'm sure you've heard, is it's uh, it's not, it, you can't change. It's mathematically impossible to change within the past on Bitcoin. And so uh, with that information, you have a very interesting system where you can put data and have it unable to be, essentially unable to be removed or mathematically proved 
that is or, or censored by a big tech, for example. So when the, the craziest part of a Bitcoin, and this might be a simple thing that I should start out with, but they say Bitcoin can't scale. They say, oh, well, it won't work. But Bitcoin, and this is what I said earlier that I would say, oh, I'll prove that it's not the case. Uh, if you go to a website called coin.dance, you can see that Bitcoin SV will do way more transactions than anything else, way cheaper. The crazy, the Bitcoin red pill is this. It's not that as more people use it, it becomes more expensive. It's that as more people use it, it becomes cheaper to use. Every transaction becomes cheaper. Bitcoin SV does so many more transactions than even BTC now. I mean, maybe I don't know if you could say so many more. It does more than BTC now. And the cost to transact on Bitcoin SV is 75,000 times cheaper. It costs about a tenth of a cent. When I started, when they started out, it was about a, a, maybe a penny or so. So it's gone down tenfold uh, because as more people use it, it's a virtuous cycle. So it becomes cheaper and cheaper. So what does this allow? Why is that useful? Well, it has been said that it's not interesting that Bitcoin can send a million dollars across the planet. We could do that with wires before. I mean, it's kind of cool that you can kind of do it off the grid a little bit. But what's really interesting is that you can send a penny across the grid economically. And what that's, you know, who cares about that? Who wants a penny? But what's really in for, what really is crazy about this is that it allows for a uh, system of micropayments to happen like never before. Similar to what you might see on, say, a place like DLive where you can send a lemon, it's a penny. And uh, so that, that's a, a proof of concept there that it's kind of interesting to have our bits on Twitch. But what if you had a, a system that worked for everybody across platforms that allowed you to, that everyone was on? You know, what if everybody was on a system like that? Uh, and people say, oh, we'll have different blockchains that'll connect somehow. Bitcoin SV is the foundation layer. Bitcoin is the foundation layer that will allow people to, and you can have, you can have lemons, you can have bits, but they can all run on Bitcoin because as it gets bigger, it becomes more efficient. So what I think my prediction for Bitcoin is it will basically take over as a system that allows for micropayments on a new internet that uh, will create incentives for people to create content and uh, provide value. For example, take something like Yelp. You know, uh, it's it creates a lot of value by people going and you you go whatever to the local dog groomer and you have a great experience and you say, oh, five stars, awesome. What if instead of just liking that or um, say, uh, say just having it there for your peace of mind, what if, what if uh, every time someone liked it, you could, they could give you five cents? Or what if Yelp would pay you five cents for everyone? That's not economical now. One, because it would be an accounting nightmare. And two, because to transfer five cents to someone is uh, it's expensive. You know, if credit card transaction costs like 30 cents plus 2.9% or something like that. So it, and it creates this whole new set of incentives that allow for people to uh, to uh, interact and create more value than ever before. And so I think Bitcoin SV is the only system that will scale for everything else. And I think that's why it's so hated so much. And a lot of these coins may exist, but I think they might exist on Bitcoin SV. And why, so the question might come up is, why wouldn't someone just use the same thing and use it on theirs? Well, they have the patents. Enchain, the company that runs it, has all has more, you know, you see, you'll see these lists of patents. This is how the fake news works. You'll see a list of pads. Oh, Bank of America has a couple hundred, and this person has a couple hundred. Enchain has the most blockchain patents by far of any other company at all. And they say you can use our software for free as long as you use it on the Bitcoin blockchain. Uh, so it's pretty interesting that the company that is run, founded and run by the guy who claims to be Satoshi that everyone calls a fraud and defames has the most Bitcoin patents uh, of anybody else and has copyrighted the Bitcoin white paper. 
So I think it's going to be uh, open up a whole new internet, essentially. And Bitcoin SV is the only one that can do it. Not investment advice. I don't care if you buy any or not. The crazy thing is, is that I think it'll work uh, whether or not people will buy it. And we've had the terrible performance in terms of price. And I don't care at all. I don't care at all about the price. I mean, yeah, sure, I want it to go up because I have investment in it. But I don't care at all in the short run because I'm so confident that what it will do in the long run will create so much value that, of course, it'll go up. So that's that's my thoughts. Basically, Bitcoin will become a new version of the internet or work with this internet to create a whole new web of incentives that will be unprecedented and uh, really exciting. Love it. That's a really good summary. I was just uh, checking if uh, Uphold has BSV on it. Where's the best place to get a hold of some BSV? Uh, you know, it's always changing because they're always getting censored off all kinds of places. I had some on, on an exchange and uh, and I thought, oh, at least I've got some on there. And then they just they took it off their exchange because they didn't want to confuse people. And they sold it all for me. So I know you can basically place a bet on it on uh, Robinhood. You can't actually withdraw it from there. I know in a lot of states in the U.S., a website called buybsv.com works. I know in a lot of states it doesn't. I think most states it does, but I know my state it doesn't. And uh, also, you can also earn Bitcoin SV by posting cool stuff on a website like Twetch. T-W-E-T-C-H is basically Twitter on Bitcoin. And uh, it's pretty cool. So check out Twitch. I'll, I'll send you a link to it afterwards, but otherwise you can just sign up on there, but Good it's, stuff. uh, it's pretty cool. Twitch, try it out. It's, you can't, and the thing that's crazy is you can't really understand. I don't think personally, maybe someone who's grasped things more quickly could, but I couldn't really understand what's going out of this until I tried it out because that's the best way to learn it. So I'd, I'd recommend giving it a try. Good stuff, man. There you go, guys. There's a there's a, a crypto 103. Actually, we're gonna go, we're gonna <laughs> graduate to sophomore year 203. Nice, I think, nice. Yeah. yeah, I think we're that rant. I, I know it's long, but there's a lot a lot to it. Yeah, well, that's why it's it's important just to let let people hear it, and and I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to explain that to us big time. Oh, my pleasure. I got a I got a list of four or five articles. We'll do a we'll do a rapid fire segment for Joe here. We'll get to the top of the hour. We'll do a quick advertisement, and then we'll take your guys' calls for the second hour. So stand by nice. for that. Give us about oh, calls. Sweet, I love calls. Yeah, give that about ten minutes. We'll take some calls here. Uh, awesome. Red Cross is accepting plasma from vaccinated people against COVID nineteen. There's some there's some scuttlebutt going on. Some rumors going on around there that uh, the Red Cross is not accepting plasma. That is an incorrect story that is being spun out there. Careful who you watch on Telegram. Telegram, there's a lot of people that claim to be somebody, and they're just pushing disinformation, so be careful with that. Uh, there's, there's, that, that is not true that the Red Cross is not accepting um, people who have been vaccinated. It's actually uh, a discussion about the antibodies after somebody has either been vaccinated or has had the virus. Um, as a way of uh, of of um, sh- spreading the blood, so that it can it can help people with uh, with the virus, right? So that's kind of it's more about that than than what people are making it out to be. So I just wanted to talk about that. Interesting. Now, when I looked this up yesterday, because I heard the thing about the blood, and that turned out to not be true, but I thought I saw, and I'm maybe I'm going crazy because I can't find it now, but I thought I saw that on the Red Red Cross Blood COVID webpage that you can't donate convalescent plasma. If you've had that, does that sound right or is that wrong too? Uh, the current policy is only to accept convalescent plasma donations from people who have recovered from COVID nineteen and have not had the vaccine. So, it's, oh, okay, they want they want people who got COVID recovered and have those antibodies built into the system automatically uh, because that cre- that's better. Yeah, yeah, because that creates a blood that you can help other people who are who really need it uh, to to solve the problem. So it's a interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a medical trick is what they're doing there. Huh. <laughs> Cool. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, it, of course, absolutely. It's a, always a great reminder to vet all sources because things will go out there. All yeah, the time. just wanted to make sure you guys heard about that. There's a lot of disinformation going out from some t- Telegram sources that are that is not uh, that is in- incorrect information. So if you guys have seen that. Don't share it because it's not true. Georgia allows Fulton County absentee ballots to be unsealed and reviewed firsthand. Hmm. How many boxes of just Biden ballots that haven't been folded uh, do you think they're going to find in this uh, Fulton County audit, Craig? <laughs> oh, man, I, I bet a lot. If you, I'm sure you're familiar with the work of Javon Hutton Pulitzer, but the detail to which they can, if not, if you don't know Javon Hutton Pulitzer out there, check out his stuff because he, he goes into so much detail about how they can tell if these things are real or not, you know, you can tell if it's filled in by machine or by a human. You can tell if it's been folded and sent through the mail. You can tell. Uh, and I think he's kind of alluded to the fact there may be watermarks on some of these things, which was called a crazy conspiracy theory. So, yeah, man, this the audits are so exciting. I'm so excited about them. I, I hope it creates a domino effect. And it seems like it already is. Indeed. And it's kind of fun to watch. We have Wisconsin legislature voted two, two months ago and now they're finally just getting to it. I don't know what, you know, once, once you com- once you put legislature, the legislature confirms that they want to have an audit done. Why does it take two months? I, I just, it's just I don't understand it. It's like they're trying to run out the clock on this stuff. and They're just trying. Ah, it's uh, uh, too late. Now we're in the 2022 new election season. Forget it all. Yeah, no way, man. You got bureaucrats, you got you got potentially guilty bureaucrats at the helm, and they will do whatever they can. And also, you know, potentially corrupt Secretary of States that tell them, you know, tell them to stand down and all these things. So even if it's not bureaucrats that are guilty of anything, you know, they, they kind of follow orders that the Secretary of State says, Oh, no, just hold off on that. But uh, they, 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 I think they know they're in, they, they seem nervous. Don't they seem nervous to you? Yes. Very, very, very nervous. Um, and they're probably going to get even more triggered soon because Trump's going back on the campaign trail. He's got a, he's got a couple rallies coming up in Florida, Georgia, Ohio, North Carolina uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, relatively soon, we'll be doing one in Florida. We're going to be doing one in Ohio, uh, says Trump. Uh, close. Let's see. Sources close to the president said he'll likely hold one around July 4th holiday as well. Uh, Trump has sat several interviews saying uh, uh, saying that he plans on getting back onto the uh, speaking to the people. It uh, coming off of all of the fun, man, with Trump's rallies and just the amount of love and and great people that you ran into at all these. I think I, I got to see two or three rallies here in Wisconsin. They were just epic. Uh, plus all of the Stop the Steal events and and local Stop the Steal events at the local capitals. It was just all so much fun. And then all of a sudden it was just like poof, gone. I'm kind of looking forward to getting back into uh, a summer rally season with Trump here, bro. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, I, I miss him. In fact, I, I hadn't even I've been so focused on on trying to come back from this. What felt like it felt like very much of a defeat in January, November, December, January. Sure. Especially when it was inaugurated. But man, now that you mention it, the rallies were so fun. It was so fun to watch. And it's just going to be a lot of pent up energy. I'm Trump talks about pent up demand in the economy. It's going to be a lot of pent up energy for these Trump rallies. So yeah, man, I am excited. I was excited to hear him say that he'll be back and he'll be doing the same thing. He always was pointing, you know, making fun of these nitwits and the fake news and these people who want to hold back the information. So yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. You can be able to go to Dallas or, uh, you know, we just had a, another, we just had another, uh, baby about a month ago. So things are a little right now. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of, thank you. Thank you. I'm kind of, uh, I'm really on the fence. I mean, I obviously make a de- have to make a decision, but I think it's going to be tough for me to get there. But um, I'm, 
I'm really glad some people are going. It sounds like an amazing time. It's going to be a blast. And as you guys know, First Amendment Praetorian is going to be providing security for that event. And myself and Joe will be there. We need your guys' help. Go to go to the website, firstamendment1apraetorian.com, if you can help us. Uh, we are fully crowdfunded, and we just want to – I just want to go there and stand there between somebody who wants to stop – Red Pill or anybody else from talking and just stand there and have a look at me instead. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. I'm hoping, I'm hoping we get that opportunity in Dallas. Oh, uh, yeah, that's cool, man. So you're doing security for it. Yep. That's cool. Amazing. Yeah, we'll yeah. Be, and we'll be streaming it, too, so that'll be fun. Uh, wow. Cool. CEO of Netflix donates over $3 million to support Gavin Newsom's in his recall election. Gee, Netflix, one big happy family, you know? Yeah, dude, uh, these people that follow the money, they always seem to support each other and they always seem to be involved in, uh, involved in, uh, I don't know, it's just, they always, they're always just wanting to keep power. They don't care about people having a, a right to speak to each other. They, they never just go, oh, you know what? Fair, guys, you, you want to recall us? Go ahead. We'll, we'll have an election. You want to, you want to say, uh, and uh, something that's counter to our platform at Big Tech? Yeah, go ahead. You know, we got nothing to hide. They, they want to stop. In fact, if you've seen, what's going on, or if you saw what was going on with Zach Voorhees, he, he talks about how they're, they're at Google, and it's not the same company, but it's a lot of these big tech companies. A lot of their, they all have the same, same basic philosophy. They changed so much in 2016 after Trump got elected, they had to stop Trump, not grow their business anymore. So it's very strange how much they hate him because in the, you know, they put out some, some grotesque content. They don't censor other grotesque content, kind of, but they censor people that talk about this stuff. So yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, and it's, you know, what's interesting is, is, um, this they sent this dude sent three million dollars to what's this pack called again? Stop the Republican recall uh, pack. <laughs> when did when did campaign donations become? Oh, I can't give three million to, to Newsom, but yeah. I can give it to the Stop the Republican recall pack. Uh, yeah, I I mean it's it's uh, it's endless an endless cycle of money for their friends via writing laws and then having them donate the money from those laws back to Congress people. And then they always find, Oh, well we can only do it this much, but then we have the pack and the corporation can donate it. So they, they make up whatever rules they want in Washington to fund themselves. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Texas judge, uh, Texas judge finds uh Biden administration engaged in racial and gender discrimination in the pandemic relief program. Remember in early in the year, there was all kinds of Trump's Trump's not getting vaccines to the inner cities and Trump's obviously racist because he's not getting, you know, vaccines to the, to the Brown people. Well, a Texas judge has ruled today that actually the gender discrimination was coming from the pandemic relief program under the Biden administration. Go figure. Wow. They were projecting again, who would have guessed? And, uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, which, which president was it that said poor kids are just as smart and just as bright as white kids. I think that was Biden. So they, they always project not racist at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what do I have here. Um, I think I had one more up. Oh, this was, uh, um, PolitiFact <laughs> had to, I love how PolitiFact, they don't really care what the truth is. They'll just publish something, and then they'll make sure it gets out in all the news. And then they'll—they're like uh, New York Times. They'll come back uh, two months later and be like, "Oops, <laughs> we didn't—we were wrong on this." Uh, Politifact uh, fact-checked um, Tucker. Uh, Tucker, hold on a second. Which one was this? I thought I had uh, this. May have been the wrong one. Uh, archive fact check: Tucker Carlson guest airs debunked conspiracy theory that COVID was created in a lab. Politifact today uh, had to rescind the fact that COVID was created in a in a lab. They didn't necessarily 
fully debunk it now. They just kind of changed the wording of it. You got to love PolitiFact, the way they just manipulate their truth. Oh, yeah, man. It, it's amazing how they will say things right in your face that are obviously false. Like this story that came out about a week and a half ago. It was last week sometime about how they deleted the database on the voting machine, the tallying, the tally results in the voting machine in Maricopa County. And then you look on CNN and they're just aghast that someone would make this accusation, this bait. They always call it baseless. And they get on a guy from the county and he says, oh, I, I don't know what they're talking about. I'm looking at the voter registration database right now. It's not deleted. It's not the same database. They get a guy on to say a different database is not deleted in order to debunk a story that the voting machine database has not been deleted. And they'll say it like, what are these people? They're crazy. They're crazy, right? These yeah, they, they, don't, they don't care. Yeah. Truth is not an objective to them. They have to, they have to create narratives. And it's just the, the lengths that they'll go to create a narrative is amazing to me. Yeah, that's, that's actually, um, that, that actually, it's like, it's interesting that you say the lengths they'll go to because they, they will go to such different lengths than what you and I would go to uh, because we, we're, no, we're not out here to try and lie, but it's like if we're, if we're wrong about something, maybe we won't like it and say, ah, no, but uh, th th we won't go to these lengths where they just will in your face say, oh, you're crazy. What are you talking about? So uh, it's, they will take it as they, they always lie. They can lie with impunity. They're not like you or I. And part of the scam is that we don't really, you know, we project the way we, we operate onto them because we, we cannot with a straight face say something we know is a lie and act like you are the problem, but they're totally different than us. So uh, that is, uh, it's, it's a good object lesson in how crazy they'll act. <laughs> it's even more funny to watch uh, channels stream content and say, I think it's, I think you're insane if you don't watch the mainstream media. What are you talking about? Oh my God. That is how fucking stupid these people are. Congrats to you, Q Anonymous channel, for saying the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my lifetime. I think you're insane if you don't watch the mainstream media. <laughs> yeah, those guys are. I just discovered their channel the other day. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it's very impressive <laughs> the, the size of the operation they got. Their pay, did you see their Patreon is almost $63,000 a month? Are you serious? Those guys yeah. make that much fucking money? What uh, do they get it from Soros or what? That, that's, that was, that was exactly where my money my, or my mind went. Media, to, so. Media Matters is laundering yeah. money through Q Anonymous channel while they, uh, grift off of uh, pill.net because they got nothing. Out they can't create their own content. They have to grift off of others. Rise Attire USA.com is the official show sponsor of Brothers Uncensored and UncensoredAve.com. These meatheads crack me up. You guys want to, I'll tell you what, what's even funnier than watching Comedy Central is going to watch those clowns. It is high quality entertainment at your finest. Go check them out when you get time. I wish those meatheads would call in here. It is so frustrating. Freaking stupid. They're beyond moronic. Rise Attire, USA.com. Check them out when you get time. The official show sponsor, and you can put in a discount code ABEWAVE, A-B-E-W-A-V-E. Get a 10% discount. Get some sweet gear and help us keep the lights on a minute and a half of your time, and then your calls. Stand by. We've reached a pivotal moment in the Great Awakening. Culture was hijacked and weaponized a long time ago, but now... We see it as the final Oops. battlefront of the information war of good versus evil. So, get in. We're hijacking it back for the cause. Here at Rise Attire, we spit on the garbage narratives of mainstream media propaganda. It's a means to an end for the agenda of the corporate elite globalist cabal. Welcome to Clown World. It's all a fake joke. But you're not. You are real. So, recognize us? 
We are Rise Attire and we've got the solution for all your based apparel needs. We do premium, top shelf, cut and sew apparel that's 100% made in America and 100% evil free, guaranteed. Mimetic messaging and dope style will have you maneuvering through clowns with swagger in no time. Plant red pills in the minds of normies, attract more base people into your life, and give a big middle finger to the system. Go to RiseAttireUSA.com now. Repping truth never looks so good. Rise proudly sponsors Brothers Uncensored. Use promo code 8WAY for 10% off your first purchase. RiseAttireUSA.com. Check them out when you guys get time. Don't forget those clown masks at the front of Rise Attire's page. You have to have an FBI badge to purchase those, just so you know. Uh, only uh, FBI clowns are allowed to wear that clown mask. They also have some other sweet gear on RiseAttireUSA.com. Check them out when you guys get time. All right, guys, let's get uh, let me get the screens fixed up here. A couple of guys already uh, in the waiting room want to say hello to Craig, so we'll get the, f- the phone calls up on there, and we'll get our first guest in here. Gary was the first in the crowd today, so we'll get him in here to come hang out with us. Gary's great, guys. Gary was all over all over uh, the TV last night, Gary. It was good to see you guys uh, hanging out last night. Got a chance to kind of check, check in with you guys every now and then. Uh, good, good to see you, Uncle Vanka, out there. Thank you for the kind words. Casey Powell, good to see you out there as well. Stony Joe, Dad, Just Jussie, Renee, Dangleberry, Dad, Stony Joe, the rest of you, all of you guys. Chris, Chris House over there in Twitch, the rest of you. Much love to you guys. Thank you for joining us here today. Call in if you guys want to come say hi to Craig. If you have a question, comment, complaint, or otherwise, Gary, go ahead and unmute, and we'll see what's on your mind today, brother. Hit that unmute button, man. Bruce Q. Wayne in the house. Uh, I think you were echoing. Oh, there you go. Good to go. Your brother's gone, so what do you do? You get the other number one show, Craig, <laughs> on your show. Craig's top notch, man. It, it just happened to uh, work out this way. We booked him about a month ago. Oh, you did? Well, intuition? <laughs> Sometimes hey, you just work nicely. Craig, first time. Congratulations, pal. Thank you. And great name. Oh, thank you. On the uh, on the boy. On the boy. Yes, beat. sir. Yes, yeah. sir. I, have, I haven't been on your show in a while and haven't other than chat. So I got to tell you, congratulations. Oh, thanks, Gary. I appreciate that, man. How and, you doing? Uh, oh, I'm not doing too bad. A little problem with my toes, but I'm working on them. You know, nice. when you get old, you get, don't want to stub them because... They don't heal very fast, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah. So other than that, that's I that's the only reason I call in to tell you both. I love both of you. I think you're the two top shows. I'm not even gonna say one's one over the other. I think you're both number one. You know, and uh love coming on both shows, love watching both shows, and I think most other people do too. And we appreciate you, man, being part of the family. Thank you for the kind words, Gary. Appreciate you very much, bro. Thanks, and, Gary. I always love to talk to you, too, man. Oh, I know, well, me and you, you, I love talking to you about old bars and U of I, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Gary and I uh, had the same stomping grounds. Yeah, we had fun there, didn't we? Uh, yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> and the bar, if you ever come to Champagne, the bars still rock. U of I still parties. They still party. (laughs) I don't doubt that a a Midwestern Big Ten University can party. 
you know, and I'd say probably 80 of the places you and I both went to are still there. Wow. That's amazing. I'm glad to hear it. The upstairs place where the live rock bands is still there. Wow. Um, uh, where REO started. Now my brain quit for a second. Uh, Yeah. The the college experience, the Illinois college experience, the, the Illinois college experience is basically one of Four years of absolute partying. I mean, Western yeah. Illinois University, Southern Illinois is known. Oh, yeah. They both <laughs> rock, too. I used to go. I used to drive to both of them just to party. <laughs> because Craig, Craig went to the U of I. I went to party at the U of I. <laughs> you yeah, know? That's pretty much what I did, too. You know, I took, I think, two classes there, and that was it. You know, and just on particular things. Or jobs I was working at the time, they would help, so I took them. Nice, yeah. But it was uh, uh, it was it was a fun time back then. It's my life is different now. I'll just say that. Yeah. Uh, just can I do a little thing? I'd like to ask a couple people in your chat some for some help. Illinois has a half million people dead people vote every single year, and I notice there's a lot of people from Illinois in both of your shows. Oh, yeah. Get with me. It's I'm going to talk to a couple other people that are into this. It's time we start a nonprofit. It's time we start looking into the voter rolls. And it's time we start petitions to fix them. What do you think? I think that's, yeah, I don't know if there's any organizations like that, if you can join forces. But if not, it's spearheaded, Gary. I believe in it. I'll promote it. I don't live in Illinois, but I'm sure so many people would be with you. So, yes. Love you know, it. I mean, not that I can do a lot, but I live in Champaign and it's Republican and all these little towns around here. If I had maybe one or two other people help me every weekend, go sit in front of the post office on Saturday with your petition. I'm telling you, you'd be probably shocked at how many people would be willing to sign a petition. There's there's no shortage of people from Illinois who are sick and freaking tired of the political machine. The reason why it never changes is because they will not let it change. I am convinced that Illinois is unfixable. It's it's lost. You know, you want to. <laughs> I hate to be that, that, but then I hate to be. A I downer, know. But. Uh, so, well, that's why I've never. You know, I keep saying, "Get up and do something." I yeah. know. Well, Gary, quit telling people to do it if do you ain't what? willing to do it yourself. Uh, the best thing know? is is to just get in low, involved in your local communities and make your local communities as best you can and, and protect your children from the infringement from the state. That's the best you can do in Illinois. It is a complete disaster area. I, I fought very, very hard. And when you, when you start to make some noise, uh, like when, when Rahm Emanuel's emails all of a sudden show up all over the place, people, people don't like it. And they get rid of people in 55 gallon drums in Lake Michigan. If you, if you, if yeah, you mess I know. with them, well, so. that's kind of what I thought about. It'd be easy to get rid of Gary. Now that I'm down to 150,000. <laughs> Who I'd would want to really do such a, a thing? Nope. We can't get I'd, rid of Gary. Gary, I appreciate you very much, brother. God bless you. I'd man. fit, I'd fit in a lot smaller drum now than I used to would have fit in. So <laughs> we'll get you fitted for just the right size drum, Gary. Yeah. You know, I've, I've lost what a hundred pounds, so I wouldn't need a 55 gallon anymore. <laughs> nope. I don't think you're going, I think we're going to the drums, Gary. I think, I think we're going to be protected and safe. We're not getting rid of Gary. We got to keep Gary, Gary, keep calling back. Know, more off. If me- we set up a nonprofit in another state and then we had all the workers in Illinois, it'd be a lot harder for them to go after the people run. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. I'm, just, I'm looking for ideas on maybe how to do this or if it could be I'll done. tell you what, the best thing we can do is help get involved with Bards' uh, uh, project. And I'm going to have Bards on in the near future, and we're going to try to get all of our activists involved with him. His precinct project is genius. Your local committee's projects. That's what we need to encourage people to do. It's an easy way to get involved in your local communities and make a difference and make it best for your your children and grandchildren. Gary, I appreciate you very much, my no friend. No problem. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye, guys. Love you Thanks, both. Gary. Good to see you. God bless see you, you Gary. Then I got to find a kick me out thing. I'll kick you out. Boom. <laughs> uh, there's uh, the reason why I'm moving quickly is because we have four or five callers already in here and we usually get uh, several during the show. So I'm trying to get through this as quick as possible, guys. Appreciate you very much. Uh, Patricia, God bless you. I saw you say hello earlier. Appreciate you very kindly. Uh, always good to see you out there. Kelly, good to see you out there. Kelly, 17 in the house. Chris, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not, don't, it's not, it's not worth your time. Go watching those guys. Trust me. It's not worth your time. They are literally the dumbest people on the internet. I have no clue why anyone watches them. They don't even have that big. I mean, I get, I get, I get 10 times what they get for viewership. So I'm not even worried about it. They're irrelevant morons. Norm is in the house. Good to see you, brother. How are you today? Hey, all right. How you doing, Craig? Hey, Norm. Good to see you. It's always good to see an alien form. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Okay. There's there's Norm. I thought I'd do that for some people in the chat that were saying hi. Nice. (laughs) Looks like a nice day out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of windy, but it's nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. I see the wind. Yeah. Yeah. I have an idea for Gary. Um, All that people have to do is go out to cemeteries and start, like, trying to get the dead people to vote Republican. (laughs) Yeah, we just got to show them some shows like this and, you know, bring them the memes and then they'll just change their mind. That's the problem. Yeah, the Democrats must be much better at seances, though, or something. Yeah, uh that's that's kind of in their wheelhouse, I think. (laughs) We got to do something because Gary's right. There is every year there's a shit ton of uh, of dead people that vote. Rise of Tire out there hanging out in chat. Good to see you out there, brother. Thank you for all your support for the show. Yeah, and and they vote Democrat even if, when if they were registered Republican when they died. So that's yeah, it must odd, be the, the death experience. It it really makes you see the light in terms of <laughs> the communist ideology. Yeah, they were so, the uh, the the. Uh, I had a I had this uh, audio from um, Joe Scarborough. The guy's so annoying. I can't even play. I don't even want to waste your guys' time with it. But he just freaks out about these. Uh, voter fraud things that's coming, all this stuff, and he's like, "I've you, you know what? I'll tell you what. Let let me have two minutes of your time, Norm. You got to be here for this. All right, cool. You got to you got to hear this, Norm, because I want to hear your your take on this too. Let me get two minutes of your time of an utterly uh, triggered moron spewing. Check this shit out. Center screen. You guys want to see that too? I suppose. Yeah, you, that'd be nice if you could see it too. Here, check check out Joe Scarborough and his triggering. America, love it or leave it. If you don't have respect in American democracy anymore, if you don't respect Madisonian checks and balances, if your guy doesn't win, if that's the new rules of engagement for this great republic, then just leave our country. Because you're unworthy of it. And there are millions of immigrants who will come here and raise their right hand and buy into the creed and believe that we are exceptional. 
If you won't vote for communism, we'll bring somebody here who will. Believe American democracy is the greatest government on the face of the earth, and they will do it proudly. They will salute the flag proudly, and most importantly, they will fight for what that flag represents. Half, half the fucking problem of the immigrants today is they don't assimilate into American culture and they don't look at America as exceptional, you freaking moron. Well, you shame yourself. Well, you disgrace yourself. Well, you disgrace our country in the eyes of the world. Yes, this is all... Newsflash, Joel Scarborough. No one gives a flying fuck what the world thinks about America. On you. Get the facts. Live in the light. Follow the truth and love this country and stop this or leave or leave. If you're going to believe a reality TV show hosts lies about the American Republic is desecration of American exceptionalism, then just get the hell out. We don't want you here. I don't give a flying fuck who you want here. You couldn't have said it better. Well, thank you. No. I don't care if you don't like my content. I don't care if you like my channel. I don't give a flying fuck what you think about me. I find it with some fire. Sources say the hand that was shoved up his ass moving his lips has been given the awards for a beautiful performance in the making of Dance Commie Dance. I find it with savage fire right there. Good shit. What do you think, guys? Yeah, man, uh, it's it's uh, it's just he's he's trying to trying to really put on a show and scold us like we're children. Oh, I can't believe he says I'm ashamed of you. You should be ashamed of yourself that you would even entertain these things. Now go to your room. I mean, get out. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's only appeals to people that are afraid of being told they're bad. Which obviously, once you start to see that it doesn't matter, uh, we're not. And more people are waking up to that every day. So yeah, he's a total. Puppet. I don't want to have to go through all of this content that I disagree with just so I can find something that I find that, that kind of confirms my confirmation bias. This is ridiculous. I want people to believe what I believe and only what I believe. You freaking morons. Norm, what do you think, man? I, I thought it was interesting. He used the words American. If you don't believe in American democracy, but I don't think he understands what American democracy is because we have a democracy to extent. It's a representative democracy. But it's, it's a republic that has stuff we can't vote dem- democratically on to protect our freedoms. Because if, you know, the old saying, two wolves and a sheep deciding on what to have for dinner, there's, we have a protective constitution. But we're a constitutional republic. We're, I don't think he understands what american democracy is he doesn't he doesn't he has no clue what a constitutional republic is they don't want to live in the reality of an electoral college they want to live in the reality of the popular vote why well you can't win you change the rules so until you can (laughs) because you get a mob riled up and uh mob rules at that point yep so good stuff norm i appreciate you big time when's your next uh you got a show this sunday yeah yeah, this Sunday, um, and I'm going to be on Jay Bell's conspiracy analysis again. She moved it to Sunday now, so um, I'm going to be on that, and then she's going to come over on to our show So on Sunday. So 
Keep the grind, guys. Keep doing the grind. All you got to do is just stick with it. It's not easy to build an audience. You just got to stick with it. I appreciate you very much. Uh, yeah. Any last thoughts yeah. for uh, for Craig before I let it go? Um, I, I just want to say, yeah, I, I, um, I'm sorry I didn't get more ostrich footage when I was away on my vacation. But those suckers are mean, man. I, yeah. I couldn't actually. <laughs> I love the one you said. It was so good. It was so good. It was perfect. It'll be out on Saturday. So thank you for sending that. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll look forward to it on Saturday. Awesome. I, my arm still hurts, by the way. <laughs> the suckers are mean. You really got you. <laughs> what do you do, bite you? Right. <laughs> yeah, I got bit yeah. a couple times by an ostrich this week. Why were you I can fucking with that, that off my bucket list? All for the content. What the hell were you doing messing with an ostrich? Yeah. I was trying to get footage for birds, uh, bird talk for Craig. <laughs> and he did. He got footage. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go uh, get some bird talk uh, content and send it over to Greg then. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll be surprised how much content you generate with birds. When do we, when do we get the pleasure of seeing that, Craig? <laughs> Uh, it'll be on tomorrow. Oh, uh, no, excuse me. Oh, yes, tomorrow Saturday. Yep, tomorrow Saturday. Uh, show starts at 12.30 Eastern time, and Bird Talks in the second hour. All right, you guys are going to want to watch that. Go check out Correct One. What's that tomorrow morning, right? <laughs> yeah, tomorrow morning, 9.30 Pacific, 12.30 Eastern. There you go, guys. It's always good to hear from you, Norm. Have a great weekend, my friend. <laughs> okay, you too. Uh, see ya. Bye, Norm. Bam. Canadian Patriot in the house. Sweet. Get him in here quickly. Bruce Q. Wayne in the house. Good to see you out there, my friend. Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, Skeeterberg's out there. Skeeterberg, man, you have been with me for so long. God bless you. Thumper Rose as well. You've been a, someone who's been with me for a long time. Suki Q in the house. Good to see you out there. Amethyst Cat. Ah, there's a new one. There's a newer name. I don't recognize that one. Good to, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to check out UncensoredAve.com or the Foxhole.app and hit the alert so you know when we go live. Canadian Patriots joining us. I saw you with some very kind words yesterday, my friends. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, yeah, I, I love your show. It's easy to find kind words when uh, when I'm a, a great fan. <laughs> I appreciate it. You're right, though. I, back in the day, it was I was trying to find a groove of of not being offensive, but being in your face without being offensive. And a lot of times, it really didn't come off the right way. I've had to work on it. It's been it's been a learning curve for me, bro. <laughs> but I appreciate the kind words. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, and hi Craig, I'll be hey, I'll be I'll be tuning into the freaking Friday Night Show, man. That's one of my oh, very man. very favorite shows, and you know that. I mean, we have history, brah. We hey, do, brah. Yeah, I appreciate it. And your, your show is <laughs> freaking amazing. Every time I check in with it. Yeah, like uh, and like Abe just said, we're just growing our audience, and it's been so much fun, and it, we have such a great family supporting us, and so many great treats out there as well. But Abe, dude, I got to tell you the story from yesterday. Okay. So in a sense, you kind of evened up the score in my household a little bit with your excellent um, call-in show yesterday. So I don't want to mention names or anything because I respect your audience as well. I respect your chat as well. So I'm just going to say um, I have a teenage boy. And when you're blessed with a teenager who plays video games, he'll often share stories, but you don't really understand them. So run into me with his headphones on, his Bluetooth headphones, and he'll say, Dad, Dad, do you know the game of Call of Duty? And I'll be like, uh, no, not really. Well, 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 there's this character, character, and he's just like, there's this stormtrooper guy, and he comes in with this weapon, right? Do you know this weapon? And I'm like, no, I've never really heard of that weapon. Well, that's okay. Well, anyway, he came in, and then he did this, and he did the impossible. Then everyone in the whole room is amazed. And I'm like, wow, you seem really excited. And 
cool cool yeah yeah <laughs> uh, anyway i'm gonna go back <laughs> and and that and that, i'm blessed with those over and over and over but yesterday i got to do that so he's sitting out with his game controller and i run into the living room because i've got your show on my earbuds and i'm in the kitchen or upstairs or something and i and i'm so excited about your fucking unbelievable response to because people think abe that we're in an echo chamber People think that everyone in the foxhole just agrees with everyone yep. and it's the right side. And it's not that way. We have differences of opinions. We don't see things the same way all the time. And sometimes we can only endure so much. And then we need to push back a little and get our opinion in there. So you did that yesterday. I was so impressed with it that I ran and I'm like, do, do you know that that brother done center show that I watched? And he's like, no, well, it doesn't matter. Well, you know, Abe, right? Well, no, do you know his brother, <laughs> average Joe Patriot? You've seen him. Remember I showed you pictures of him. He's on my discord. No dad. No. Well, anyway, Abe had a thought, this unbelievable epic call, epic call. He had this guy call in and it sort of was like he was giving him chances to talk, but then it just started going sideways. And then he just said, okay, enough's enough. And he took the reins and took control. And then my kid says, he knocked out of the fucking park, didn't he, dad? <laughs> and I said, uh, I'm like, uh, well, normally I don't like you to use words like that, but because we're talking about the uh, Brothers Uncensored, I'm going to let you slide. <laughs> Yeah, he knocked it out of the fucking park. He fucking knocked it out. Like old school fucking Yankee Stadium, Babe Ruth fucking dirt on the hands, no batting gloves, wooden bat out of the fucking park. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, you've seemed pretty excited. And I'm like, okay, now I know what you're doing. <laughs> and I just left. I got a pretty bright kid and I love him so much. Oh, but I thank love that, you. Dude. I mean, it what was a great such an incredibly story, exciting moment and it just made me feel like... um well, just the connections that we have to the content creators that we listen to, you know, so much of us lurk and, and so much of us sort of just check in with the chat sometimes. But man, when that happened, I was like, I'm calling in the next time I get a chance. And so today was that time. So thank you so much for what you do. Keep it up. You're, not only do you inform, but you entertain. And I love your sense of humor. And I love how you I mean, you said to that caller yesterday, you fucking say what you need to on this show because it's uncensored and I'm not going to have it any other way. And I love that. It takes so much courage. And um, you're a role model, bud. And I love it. I love it. And you've got other callers. So get to them. Man, that's very kind of you. Any, any last thoughts for Craig before I let you, let you go? I really appreciate that, dude. And I appreciate you guys. I mean, you guys, like you talk about when we had you on, man, you guys are up against it. People here in America don't realize how up against it you guys are. So the bravery that you guys show in the fight is also uh, impressive. And, and uh, it, it, it's just it's great to have these people by our size, man. Any last thoughts for Craig before I let you go? Well, I just thought I'm going to see you in the chat on his show, the Freaking Friday Night Show with him and Brad CGZ. It's one of the best shows on the, in on the internet, folks. If you haven't seen it, you're going to love it. I met the co-host of our show, Better Lately, in Craig Mason's waiting room call-in chat. Like, uh, you know, Bruce, you're Canadian, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've heard your calls. I love them. I mean, you're really knowledgeable. So, um, and then we just sort of chatted and said, hey, you know, Method said, if we'd start a show, we might get in the foxhole. And so we decided to do that. And it happened. And and it's like, listen, it, we do have it tough in Canada, guys. We do, because the queen is, we're part of the monarchy still, and the queen's our money, and Trudeau's sold out to China, like, years and years ago, when his dad was the prime minister. He, he, he was groomed for this position over many years. But, but, as the United States go, so does Canada go. 
and you guys are in a fight right now and we're just in a holding pattern. Like it's pretty bad, but they we're still too spread out. And there's only like about 38 million of us spread out all of, they can't really get us the way they want to. So, and you guys in the foxhole give us hope. We tune in and we know you guys are fighting and we know you guys are winning and we hear about these audits and we know they're going to eventually expose our own corrupt government. And so there's no blackpilling up here, man. We're, we're your little brother. We're your little brother. And you guys look after us and we can't wait for you to freaking kick ass. So do it. Heck yeah, man. Hell yeah. We're, we're not going to leave our little brother behind. No way. No, we appreciate it. We really do. We really do. Keep up I'm the fight, glad. Canadian. Sorry, yeah, go ahead, Greg. Oh, no, that's it. I was going to say the same thing. Go ahead. Keep up the fight, brother. Keep up the fight and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing it. That's that's the advice that, oh, I forgot his name. Um, he's He was the black commentator on Fox News for a while there. Um, we had him on, uh, Indy had him on. And he we asked for advice from him. And he said, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't stop. Just keep fighting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Much Good love, Canadian hey. Patriot. Okay, I'll see you guys around. Uh, I'll, I'm all over the place. Better lately in the chat because I'm going through a rebranding, but many of you know me as Canadian Patriot 17, and, and I know and love you all too. So we'll see each other down the road, as uh, as the Texan says. Better for now. Better lately, 11 p.m. tonight. Check them out when you guys get time. They're going to be, uh, it's it's a fun show. When you guys get a chance, check out Better Lately, 11 p.m. tonight, uh, Central Time. Yeah, you want to talk about entertaining. Uh, Canadian Patriot, aka Better Lately, keeps it entertaining. I'll tell you what, and informative. Much love, brother. Take care of yourself. Go check them out tonight when you guys get time, guys. All right. Uh, this caller should be interesting. Let's see what we got here. We're going to take a risk here. I don't know. We'll see. I don't <laughs> know who this guy might be. This guy's probably trouble. I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a limb and place the bet that whoever this caller is is trouble. <laughs> yeah. I'm at the zoo. I'm at the bird zoo. <laughs> 100% correct. A- AOC is in the house. How are you today, brother? What do you got for Craig, man? Fantastic. First of all, Craig, it was great hanging out with you in D.C. And Heck my yeah. only regret is that your face was about the only face I didn't get a good quality picture of while I was there. And uh, I got some good ones of the bros here and uh, all that, but... Next time I'm in, in the same state, I got to snap a pic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, it was freaking great to meet you. Freaking great to meet any, any, everyone. I was thinking about that today. I was like, I didn't meet a single person that wasn't 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 kind and nice and pleasant. And it's it's uh, something about the Patriots. Uh, we're nice to hang out with. I thought oh, so. Yeah. Anyway. That was a great, absolutely a great uh, POTUS rally and peaceful protest. And, uh, you know, got to remind everybody what that is. But anyway, so I've been going through these musical journeys lately, and I wanted to share a few songs that were, one was Fela Cootie, I-T-E-T, International Chief Chiefs. But he was calling out Siemens, IMF, World Trade Organization, Holly Burton, et cetera, et cetera, back in 79, I think he wrote that. Um. And it came up, but it was so relevant to today. And there's some good mixes. So people that are big fans of music, that's that's a, a just search out that. There's a good Sound Nomad and remix on SoundCloud. You can f- find of Fela Kuti. 
How anyway, it's nailed. F-E-L-A-K-U-T-I. He's like the gangster uh, Nigerian music godfather, right? But he's had, he's been arrested. He's had people try to kill him. He's had his friends killed for getting their message out. He was a real rebel and put his life on the line for his music. So it's great music. But uh, another one that was by Critters Bugging uh, from a Seattle band. It used to be Edie Brickell and the New, and the New Bohemians band. And they got Matt Chamberlain, who played on the first uh, 10 record, Pearl Jam record. But anyway, they had a song called Bill Gates that they recorded in 1995, talking about, you know, basically eugenicists, Frankenstein, New World Order, takeover, slavery, and electronic slavery and epidemics and like it just puts it all out there and you go wow <laughs> those guys nailed that well it, and it was just so you know, spot on i had to share what, that song. what's amazing about it is you know you're talking late 70s you know similar to what carlin would would talk about a lot of these stuff back then so it was like you know the original you talk about yeah. ogs <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting that it seems like a lot of these musicians so, really plugged into this stuff because, and, and you know, you go back and listen to Pink Floyd, it seems like they knew a lot about, a lot about it. And also uh, the Ellen Parsons Project, you know, they talk about the eye in the sky is always watching yeah. you. It's like, how do they know all this stuff? I don't know. Absolutely. And, and the third one is something I produced, actually, but it's relevant to today because it was about the World Trade Organization. The song is called Electronic Plantation. And the band was called No WTO Combo. And it was Nirvana's bass player, Chris, Soundgarden's guitarist, and Jello Biafra uh, from the Dead Kennedys. But anyway, they again, all my lefty friends that are still that way, nailed it right about that i mean that whole thing and the protest in 99 was all about that so anyway those are some musical like kind of interludes that that were i think are still relevant today i just wanted to mention but uh i am running for the sixth congressional district of oregon in 2022 i'll be filing in september's earliest but it's one of the new congressional districts and so i'll be chiming in on that uh but the real reason I called real actually, quick before you move on uh, before you move on real Cl- quick. R- uh, cloud with an epic observation. The reason why they talk about it is because they're part of the satanic cabal themselves. I've got to believe cloud There's probably a lot of truth to that. Ask Chris Cornell how that went. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a personal thing. I know his kid really well. His kid used to play with my kid a lot. Hmm. And, his ex-wife was, she was a manager for Alice in Chains and, and Soundgarden before they split. And uh, so there's a lot of personal stuff there. And I was, I, I was alone in this fight against pedophilia in Seattle. And Chris was the first person I knew that was, I wasn't alone. You know, he was the first one that I found out was doing shit. And so I was really sad that they, they got him that way. 
I'm just looking over here. I'm just I'm just looking over here at Craig, just looking at behind you, just like just probably can't stop staring at those birds back there. Can you? Can you? Yeah, Craig? I really am looking at the birds a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that one that one was giving them a bath a minute ago was pretty hilarious. How's that? All lined up. <laughs> what else you have on your mind, ALC? Oh, um, oh yeah. So back in 2013, me and three of my buddies produced the uh, citizen hearing on disclosure. And because it's coming back up a lot in the news and people are talking about UFOs, it deserves it does it deserves I think an insider deep dive on this. And so I'm doing a show next Thursday on Last Scout Radio with the Ladies United. Nice. Scout. Say hello to all of them over there for me, please. Let them know. Tell them I said much love. Please. I will for sure. Yeah, so it'll be next Thursday, 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Um, and we're going to do, we're going to dig into a lot of, of the people that are around the earlier, you know, UFO disclosure movement and where they're at today and what's happening right now in the halls of Congress that we're going to find out about soon, but nobody knows. It's not published yet. So it's it's some good stuff coming up, and I think it's relative, and it's relevant, and it's important to talk about what's coming up because there's a lot of BS coming up, and there's also some disclosure coming up. So yeah. truth is always good. But anyway, that's next hey, Thursday. AOC, real next quick, if so, if show. if yeah. someone wants to get a hold of you, uh, what's the best way to do that? Um, they can send me an email. At this point, I don't want to give out my. Two, two personal beats until I get my campaign stuff going on. But um, Alexandria Occasional Cortex at gmail.com. There you go. You'll be getting a couple emails from some people who want to get a hold of you. Helio said Creed's song, what? Mouth in This Song, while there's a werewolf running around, one of the characters in the music video has, uh, has Mao saying, uh, Yeah, no, you're right. There, there's a lot of symbolism in some of those songs. I'm with you on that. That's a good call there. Yeah, and Craig, I wanted to say, I so dig the chemistry of you and Zach uh, getting together. It was a really great combo, and I, I know everybody totally agrees, and I don't want to just oh, be thanks, yet another come on and stroke you guys and tell you how great you are. But we all know you are. We're, we're here listening to you. <laughs> oh, but, thanks. Uh, thanks, man. But no, you guys, you guys really nailed it. I love that chemistry. It's just really great chemistry. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, Zach makes it real easy. I, I appreciate the kind words, so, so thank you very much. Yeah, anyway, I'll let you get on to more callers, but I love you guys. Uh, you guys are my brothers and always yeah. will be. Thank you for fighting the good fight. And Amen, God, bless all of chat. God, God bless, bless all the chat and everybody out there. All right, bye for now. Hey, ALC, have a great weekend, brother. God bless you, man. Good stuff, as always. Let me, I'm going to have to, I, I know I have a couple of callers here that uh, the phone numbers were coming out. Let me get you right over here. Let me put you there. Put that over there. Ask you to come in here and unmute your phone so I can ask you who you are while I'm saying hello to Subpack Vat. Uh, I'm not sure where AOC's from. I think he's out west, isn't he? I'm not sure. I try not to. Uh, Oregon? Oregon? Is he out in Oregon? He's talking about running in Oregon, so yeah. Oh, is that what he said? <laughs> Ah, see the see what careful listening can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Pacific Time Zone. 
Uh, let's see. Mistborn, loyal to the foe. What's up, fam? Good to see you out there. 516, do me a favor. Please unmute your phone. I think it's star six to unmute and uh, make sure the stream is uh, is uh, quieted behind you since you've been waiting for so darn long. I apologize for that. Uh, it's always frustrating when people have to wait longer. It kind of is part of the game. You know what I'm saying? Trying to read some of the comments here while I'm trying to get 516 to please unmute. I, but I do believe it is star six, and I'll, I'll see if maybe this will work. Hmm. All right, 516, I'm going to have to put you back into the waiting room. Do me a favor and uh, see if you can figure out how to unmute your phone, and we'll, we'll give you another chance to uh, come right back in here in just a moment. Uh, 335 is all, 336, excuse me, 336 is also on the line. Uh, let's see if I can get this person to unmute. Do me a favor, unmute your phone, 336, and let me know uh, what, what uh, your name is, please. Hi, this is um, Lynn, and I'm in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Hi, Lynn. It is great to hear from you. What is on your mind today? Um, I'm not going to keep you guys a real long time. I just want to say um, I will be 70 on July 8th, and I just have a little suggestion for you, citizen journalists. That I love. I can't tell you guys how thrilled I am that all of you have persevered through all the bullshit and what the tyrannical Marxist regime has been up to and the cleansing of YouTube and big tech. I'm so pissed off. Um, <laughs> but the reason I'm calling, um, I listen to Craig, I listen to Brad, um, Zach, my favorites, I have to say might surprise you, um, and I love you guys, are uh, Brendan Daly, <laughs> and he makes me laugh every day. I mean, really hard. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, he is hilarious, um, definitely. But, Brendan does a great and, job. Uh, yeah, my favorite, uh, absolutely my favorite show is Taking It Back on Thursdays. Those guys are so great, and Frank, there's nobody like Frank, but anyway. Yeah, 412 um, putting together one hell of, a, of an all-star team for Thursdays. I, it's definitely must-see TV as well, I agree. It's magic. But um, all of you guys, and, you know, there's plenty to choose from, and I don't listen to everybody. Um, but I have a little suggestion, if you will. Um, there's this term lurkers, and I think you guys underestimate um, that you might have a lot of people in the audience that don't jump in on the chat. And I- I'll tell you why I don't. I'm an artist. I do jewelry. And um, I, ha- I listen to you guys while I work. Um, and for me to be able to run over and try to, you know, uh, understand what's going on in the chat. First of all, you've got 20 different people, at least with a lot of it's schizophrenic and it's a little <laughs> clicky. If you're not already part of the group, you're like, what the, you know, right. So yeah. um, I don't have that time. Not only that, I, I have, uh, and I'm not complaining. Um, I have a, a great deal of pain. I have, arthritic problems and and from stuff I've done in the past, um, athletic stuff. And then I was diagnosed with a very rare autoimmune disease, which is breaking down my muscles. Now, having said that, this is not a plea for anything. This is because I'm a hardcore. I've lived alone for 25 years, me and the cat or cats. And I am self-reliant. I do everything myself. So this is a little bit of a tall order, but I know I'm going to get through it because I have a lot of things that I do. I know how to heal myself. I was a massage therapist, a body worker. It's just going to take a little time and some diet tweaking. However, I can't run to the phone. I can't watch the chat. I don't have, 
they don't have that luxury, okay? So this term lurkers, is, it's got a lot of negativity to it for me. And I think there's a lot of people that aren't lurking, we're not snooping and spying. Some of us just don't have the luxury of trying to decipher the schizophrenic chat and figure out who people are. And not only that, I was a teacher, so I'm real, and I was a homeschooler 35 years ago when you could be thrown in jail for it. Okay, <laughs> there's that. Um, but I have a, a penchant for for good, you know, grammar and syntax and spelling. And I'm sorry, but thanks to the educational system in the United States, a lot of people in every chat suck when it comes to spelling. Um, and it drives me crazy. So the chat for me just triggers me, you know, but that's my thing. No, I get but it. But anyway. A great comment, yeah. Lynn. I, I really appreciate your comments and the feedback. <laughs> and and honestly, the lurker thing is actually looked at from behind the scenes by a lot of the presenters when we talk. It's looked at with respect because we know there's a lot of people out there that don't tune in, that don't really get involved in chat at all. And it's actually a, a sign of a, a, a little bit of respect because we also, a lot of us lurk too because, you know, you say hi in chat and then it just throws chat off off whack and stuff but craig what's your thoughts on that too on that in general hey lynn i i totally appreciate what you're saying and i i think uh what abe says is totally true about i i respect i shout out to the lurkers almost every show but i also agree with what you're you know words matter i'm kind of a, a syntax and and uh diction uh not aficionado but uh it interests me and so do you have any yeah. suggestions what because I, I agree lurk has kind of uh you know, in the shadows, spying connotations vaguely. Do you have any suggestions for what to call them? Um, I don't know. Think about it. Waiters, watchers, you know, they also serve who stand and wait or watch or whatever it is, you know, what that okay. saying we'll, is. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Lynn yeah. and the watchers. From now on, from now on, all lurkers <laughs> are known as Lynn and the watchers. <laughs> well, you know, friends of Lynn. The other thing I was going to say is that um, Craig has the absolute most stunning beautiful smile ever oh, when he's like right watching, he looks up my screen when i do watch but and i feed a ton of birds just so you know nice. <laughs> you can tell squawk <laughs> yeah um squawk but the thing is also you know a lot of there's been conversation recently i know frank was asking the other night you know when were you red pilled and it's like red pilled <laughs> I didn't have to get the movie. I'm thinking, you know, I was thinking about it the other day, and I, I was, I graduated high school in '69, 1969, guys, and um, you know, Nam was on, and that's before they, you know, sanitized and and hygienically sealed any journalists going in. I mean, people were journalists were going into Nam, and we were watching guys hauled out on stretchers, bleeding and screaming with their eyeballs hanging out, and it's like. That kind of stuff is why people started going, this is bullshit and all the protests. And I think I was really, if you want to call it red pill, watching all that crap go down. And then and then when Kent State happened in 1970, that did it for me. That was like, this is some serious, creepy shit. And um, sorry, my language, but you no, know, I mean, you, you, people ask when, when you red pill, <laughs> you're over here like, uh, I lived it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then also when we were really poor and I was pregnant when I got married, I didn't get married until I was 30, but anyway, I'll, I'll make this quick. Um, my husband was in the process, the government was saying, you owe us money, and we didn't make anything. This idea that they just come after rich people was bullshit. We had nothing, and my husband was um, like self-employed, it was a recession, but anyway, um, 
the bank lady called us. We were in a small town and she's like, they just cleaned out. The government just cleaned out your, your husband's business guy. You got to come in there and get your personal account. We didn't even have $200. They they would they would have taken that if we hadn't had a friend at the bank. But the thing is, he was in the process of trying to go through paperwork wise, contesting we don't owe the government money, and they were saying you do. And you know, you get the wrong person on the other end, and they just will come in and scoop out whatever the hell they want. And this has just gotten. I've watched this transpire over 50 years. The people that were popular when I went to college were the socialistic uh, teachers. I'll never forget, um, I can still see his face um, where I went to school. He was real popular because it was cool. These guys took over. Now we've got everybody in positions of power and they have basically Marxist leanings. It's not worse. So we're screwed. If we don't turn this shit around, we're in big trouble. And I wake up every day and I go, what has happened to my country? You know, what's happened? And I know, I feel in my heart, I feel like the founding fathers are watching us, guys. All I got to tell you, Lynn, all I got to tell you, Lynn, is what I told my father and other and my uncle. Not on our watch. We're not going to let this happen. This generation, my generation and the generations up and coming, see what's happening in this world. They know the sacrifice of your generations and my parents' generations and generations way back. We know what's at stake. Not on our watch. We're not going to let it happen, Lynn. Yeah, well, I'm going to live long enough to be able to keep voting. I mean, I, I'm good at least for another 10 years. I'm going to get through all this shit. So, listen, guys, I appreciate you guys so much. So, uh, thank you so much for taking my call. I appreciate you, Lynn. Thanks for calling. I, I like the lurker's okay. insight. <laughs> okay, bye, guys. Lynn and the band of the watchers stand by because they are a force to be reckoned with. The original OGs of the movement. Much love, Lynn. Have a great weekend. Oh, that is good stuff. I've got nothing but respect for lurkers, and like you said, I lurk all the time. Yeah, I, 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 you know, someone, someone in D Live goes, "Uh, have you thought about trying just calling them audience?" <laughs> Yeah, but the audience is not encapsulating enough, or it's too encapsulating because too encapsulating. then you know, everyone is in that. The lurkers are specifically watching, but not commenting. Lynn in the Watchers, this is a shout out to you. We have a special guest for you guys here today. The man with the greatest mustache in the history of mustaches, Bruce Q. Wayne in the house. Go ahead and unmute. What's on your mind today, brother? Hey, 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 brothers. Uh, Craig, much love to you. Abe. What's up, man? Joe in much the background. Love. Much love. Much love. Uh, you guys are great. I, you know, I'm a fan. I may be a podcaster, but I'm a diehard fanboy. And the fact that I was able to be January 6th hanging out with Craig Mason, Joey Mormon, and Zoso Dude on the show when Craig went live that night was amazing. I, I was blown away. You know, here I am. I'm a fan of all of you guys. And then here I am. Now I'm on a podcast with my, my favorite, you know, all, you know, my favorite channels that I'm watching on YouTube before they dumped us all. And then now I got my own podcast, but I'm still a freaking fanboy. I buy the merch. I follow you guys. I'm listening in. I'm calling in, chiming in. And I got to just, I got to tell you, I, you know, I, I have to second everything Canadian Patriot said, you know, we're, we're here with you, but we're also following you. And we love you guys because you bring us 
through the muck, through the mud, through the blood and guts of it all. And you keep us chiming on, you keep us moving forward. And you know, you guys are the heart and soul of this movement, keeping us all together. And we love you for that. So that that's my, you know, that, that's my patting you guys on the back. I'm sure there are hundreds of other fans out there, other people in the chats, family, we're all family. And I consider you all brothers. And I thank you for that. And the sisters that are out there too. You guys are awesome. Dude, absolutely. That That's the new paradigm, man. We're all in this together. It's the new paradigm of media. It's not top down, we're in it together. I was so glad you were there too on, uh, on, in January and we could just have a conversation about what's going on. No one person above another talking about what's going on, getting down to the facts, being eyewitnesses. So, so thanks man. And much love. I, I appreciate it. It, and, it uh, makes it really right easy. It's, it's super easy, man, because we're, we're all, we're all flawed human beings who want better, better for our world and everything around us. We're, we're not here with an agenda, we're here because right. in our hearts, we all believe that it, in the we are going to change. We've already changed the world, in my opinion. We're going to continue to change the world going forward. And this thing that that this groundswell that has been uh, you know simmering, not just here in America, but all around the world, man. People around the world are sick and tired of the corruption, the haves and the have-nots, and and the fact that they don't care. They really don't care about their people. It's all about themselves. And, you know, when you put people together who just want to uh, lift other people up, it's very easy to just just keep fucking fighting, man. That's all. It's so easy to do that when everyone is in the same mission and mindset. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And I appreciate you guys for that. Um, I have to tell you a couple of quick stories. Uh, first off, AOC, I have pictures of everybody and I think you're in them. So if you can get my number from any one of the other uh, people out there, please get my number, AOC. Abe, if you've got it, you can, or Joe has my number. If you can pass it on to AOC, I'm going to try and send him some photos. Uh, um, his, but do I wanted it, to uh, tell you guys it was pretty funny. Send it to his email address, uh, Alexandria, Alexandria Occasional Cortex at Gmail. Got it. Yeah, I wrote that down too. I'm going to try and send that to him that way as well. But um, one thing I wanted to tell you, when I was listening to him talking, I actually tried looking up that damn song. So I put in, because I couldn't remember the name of the band. So I put in song, Bill Gates, eugenicist. And I clicked search on YouTube. And inside of five seconds, my entire computer shut down on its own. <laughs> I was like, you got to be shitting me. Ah, AOC has my number. He just texted me. Beautiful brother. I'm glad you have my number. I'll get that to you. Oh, that's too funny. So yeah, this, the freaking computer shuts down. As I clicked Bill Gates eugenicist in YouTube, you're, how freaking screwed you're up! You're lucky that you didn't shit. get the blue, green sc- or blue screen of death. Yeah, stop no, seeking Very too true. much truth. They don't want you to know that information. True, absolutely. That's just crazy. But um, I just wanted to call in, throw you guys much love. Uh, I'm I'm so happy to see you guys on together. Um, I I want to have you you guys on our show, Three Beer Men, Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, please. Make Norm, Norm Hank Ten Alien Surfer. He's our booking agent. You know, that's his job. He's in the I'd business. Anytime. Get, please. You, do you have his, uh, he's in Discord. Get oh, a hold yeah. of Norm through Norm. Discord. Please yeah. let us know what Sundays you guys are available. I'd love to have Brothers Uncensored on with you, with us. I'd love to have Craig Mason on with us. Uh, we've thrown it out to Methods, but he's so booked up. 
we probably won't get him until the end of the summer. Yeah, that's where <laughs> that's pretty much where I'm going to be at too. Between one AP working security on all these events, and yeah. I get three months to get in the garage and tinker, and I my garage is a freaking disaster. So what I, basically what I do Saturday and Sunday is either uh, you know one of these events or I'm in the garage tinkering with my truck. Uh, stuff like that. So weekends are real tough for me for right now. I'm probably going to be tied up for the next three months at least. I can get to you before three Whatever months. Whatever it is. I'll, I'll fill in the gap. What? Yeah, absolutely. Craig, by all means, please get a hold of uh, Norm in Discord, and he will set up a day and date with you for a Sunday coming up. Awesome. And uh, much love, guys. I, I You know, I, it, it warms the cockles of my heart to know that I was able to hang out with you guys and that we're just one big happy family, and, you know, we're keeping it real. We're keeping it real. That's all we can do. Appreciate you, brother. Amen, Thank you for brother. the kind words, man. Thank right you. Back at you. Peace out, guys. Bruce Q. Wayne, man, appreciate you, bro. And that's that's uh, that's what's the best part about this movement, man. It's you watch these clowns try to pick apart. Oh, you see, these people over on Build are dangerous. Have you seen what their plans are? Nah, man, if you actually just sit back and watch and just relax – all we want to do is fight for truth and fight for our children. Craig, it's been a lot of fun. Tell us about your social schedule coming up uh, the next couple of days here. Wow, man, that flew by. I didn't realize it was uh, already time. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for having me. It was, it was a, a great, great fun. Flew by. Great to talk to everybody. And uh, what I have going on tonight, I'll be on at 9 p.m. Eastern time with Brad Calagero Getz on the friggin' Friday night show every Friday. You can find links to everything at reasonable.tv. Fun, fun and, hanging out uh, time for sure. Check that out for tonight, guys, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks. And uh, great to talk to everybody here in the chat, the Collins. Uh, much love, man. Thanks for having me on. It's this, uh, I'm, I, I hardly ever catch your show, but, man, it's, uh, it's, it's great. It's great to be here. So thanks, man. I always love hanging out with you, dude. I have a ton of respect for you. As, as I have said before, if you, there's a show that you guys have not really had much time to check out yet or something that different that you're looking for, trust me, you're going to want to watch Craig. He's top-notch. Craig, thanks for your time this thanks, weekend. Man. Have a great weekend, brother. You too. You too, everybody. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. Joe is on the road to, to Florida. He'll be doing some remote streams. Don't forget, uh, next week, uh, we had a big week for you guys, but then uh, Memorial Day weekend, we're going to be working security for that event. We'll see you guys there. We'll be live streaming all that. So hit the alerts on all your platforms. Make sure you l- let you know when we're going to be going live. And finally, much love and God bless you all. Have a great weekend. We'll see you guys. Well, I'll see you on Monday. Much love. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.